Sweet Kid Video. I'm Kimra Snape and I miss video store so much I opened one in my own home, packed with VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-hosts Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around, sign up for a membership. There are no late fees, but unreturned tapes will be hunted down by John Wick. He once killed a man with a pencil. A fucking pencil. It may seem extreme, but we take this shit way too seriously. This is Weird Kid Video. This was less Cheryl and Fenny than I thought it was going to be. Mm. I mean, that's podcast yeah. content. Oh, we're recording. Oh, are we not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we're not. We haven't started. We have to do the. Well, when you sit there and you just bake in how long it's going to take for, for us. To yeah, no. And then I decide when the podcast starts. <laughs> just spring it on you like a trap. <laughs> we're not starting class till everyone's quiet, children. Old business? <laughs> Does anyone have any old business? I don't think so. I probably was supposed to do a fact check of some kind, but I don't remember. Yeah, they seem to have fallen by the wayside. So if we got anything <laughs> wrong, uh, go fuck yourself. Mm. New business? New business? No. No. No old business? Last week I started a new business and then you were like, I have old business. <laughs> After I had started new business. And in between Just business. completely discombobulated. <laughs> I generally don't. And the one time I have brought old business, it has been ridiculed. Yeah. Or I just cut it out of the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what happens here. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where you've said that you're going to look something up or find something out and then it's just never happened. So I'm hoping that at some point you'll listen to all the podcasts and then do all your homework and like 10 episodes in, you'll be like, and anyway, this is all of the things. (laughs) That would be a good thing for me to do. I, I have listened to all the podcasts. And multiple times, not to be like to how much I love this podcast, but <laughs> multiple times and I still have not gone and done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. New business? New business. New business. This week, two households both like indignity in Fair Bennett's oh. Beach where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal skateboards of these two foes, a pair of staff lovers basically work everything out. We are talking about thrashing from 1986. <laughs> You're a horrible person. Corey Webster is taking off for L.A. He lives to thrash. He loves to compete. But the competition is a killer. Check it out, hook and the dagger. You're gonna be the most beautiful girl at the club. The music of the Bangles. Animotion, Devo, Meatloaf, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Thrashing. Well, what do you thrash? God. You'd like to be held like that? Yeah, I'd love it.
It's just the game, right, Valley Boy? You like games, right, Valley Boy? An uphill romance. Of course, please don't go. To a downhill race. It's not a kid's game anymore. <laughs> is, it, is it a Romeo and Juliet yeah. part? <laughs> Did you not notice that? It's just Romeo and Juliet. I just it's thought it was a trashy, like, gang flick. Like, does every, like, two sides of a coin fucking gang movie have to be a Romeo and Juliet analog? Well, I have facts that back up my hypothesis. Okay, okay. I got facts. I'm I mean, gonna spit it facts fits. You. Yeah, it fits. God. Directed by David Winters. Uh, Winters led a, like a fucking amazing life. Um, he was a dancer from a young age and ended up in Broadway and TV as a teenager in like the 1950s. In 1961, he played uh, Arab, one of the Jets in the West Side Story Broadway show and also the film. Huh. So he's kind of the perfect choice to direct this movie because West Side Story is basically Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he became a dance choreographer. He worked on a couple of Elvis movies. He worked with Lucille Ball on stuff. And then in the 60s, he founded a production company and started directing, producing, and also doing choreography and kind of just was all, all over the place. In the 70s, he worked on a lot of TV, some movies. He choreographed the infamous uh, Star Wars holiday special. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That has been unreleased and unavailable for <laughs> since the first time it aired. So it's kind of like legendary within the Star Wars community because mm. it's horrendous. Yeah. Um, and people That's trade it. That's with the on. family of um, Chewbacca. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. And they do like the Wookiee version of Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. I've never actually seen it. but I've definitely seen bits of it. Yeah. Um, is it YouTube. easy to find? I think, I think it's on YouTube in like parts. Yeah, right. but, but famously George Lucas had very little to do with it and was very unimpressed with it and the, then buried it in the archive. Fair enough. After Thrashing in 1986, he started another production company that mostly produced action films, including Rapid Fire starring Brendan Lee. Hey. Oh, my man. So, yeah, his company produced, produced Rapid Fire. And he kept acting, producing and directing and doing choreography all the way up until his, his death in, at age 80 in 2000 and, and 2019. Well, So, yeah, like... Kind of an amazing guy. I mean, I there was so much more that I could have talked about, but mm. I have so much to say about Thrashing that I figured I should just condense this content. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I heard that you were, I mean, how many pages of notes do you have? I have the same amount of notes that I normally do, but it's very <laughs> front-loaded. Okay. Written by Paul Brown and Alan Sachs. Paul Brown was a kind of first-time writer and... Uh, a younger guy, and he went on to be a writer and producer on Quantum Leap and The X-Files. And Sachs is the co-creator with Gabe Kaplan of Welcome Back, Cotter, the sitcom that <laughs> launched uh, John Travolta's career in the in the 70s. <laughs> he's also a producer on Thrashing, and he's the originator of the idea for the movie. He's kind of the creative force be behind, the, behind the movie. <laughs> okay. um, he... The idea came to him when he was featured in LA Weekly on like a half page profile. And the other half of the page was about a female skateboarding group called the Hags. Okay. And that kind of introduced him to like, he was like, 
First, he was annoyed that he wasn't full page. <laughs> and then, yeah, he started researching skateboard culture and realized what was coming and jumped on it and decided, he, in his words, decided to bolt a skateboarding movie onto the plot of Romeo and Juliet. Hey. Yeah. His words. Yep. Yeah, that information coming from the making of Thrashing from the, uh, from the DVD. The, the thing that gets me about, like, everything being a fucking Shakespearean analog is just, like, it's kind of a basic thing to just have, like... It gives you a structure that yeah. you can build texture and, and story off. Mm. Because you can, the, the structure and story of Romeo and Juliet is so familiar. And but, like, the story isn't... Like, the real beats of the story isn't there. There's just two sides that lovers are on the other side of. Actually, you know what I mean? There actually is... Mm. I will talk structurally about how this matches up with Romeo and Juliet throughout this podcast. All right. All right. Let's hear your bloody essay, your Ken, Ken thesis and Romeo on and it. Juliet, man. Yeah, you also can't, you can't yeah, argue with yeah. him on that one. I'm actually, I, so I, a little backstory about me and Romeo and Juliet is that I read the play of Romeo and Juliet when I was like 11 years old because I'm 100% that moron. I, I have also read it and I, I loved reading it. I lo- like, I've it always lo- beautiful. I've but- always loved that, loved that story. I don't know. I don't know why. And he, he read it for, for fun. This wasn't for school. This yeah, was I just read it. Yeah, well, we would have had going. to read it for we, school. We would yeah. have read it for school, yeah. Yeah, I didn't do it for didn't, didn't do it for school yeah so i mean I, I enjoyed it but like it's not like it gripped me and like the baz Luhrmann fucking romeo and juliet is one of my all-time greatest movies i love that shit oh we'll be talking about that yeah. too but yeah it's just not a, a story that i think about and go oh yeah I, I love romeo and juliet yeah i do i don't know i don't know I, I, there are we're going to talk about many different versions of romeo and juliet Sometimes they're <laughs> hidden. Sometimes they're overt. There are a lot. Is what there, I, that is yeah. exactly what I'm saying as well. It's, it's like it's, oh, there's okay. so like many. Off the top of my head, I can think of five genre movies that are Romeo and Juliet with just different genres bolted <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's I think that that's really fun. Yeah, because it's but like it's cover versions dead. of it. It's like color. Yeah, now so now kind of yeah. But I think it's also like cover versions of a song, right? It's yeah. like what is this director? What is this artist bringing to it to to remix it and make it interesting? You always have a way of putting it that kind of wins me over. Yeah, that is a very good point. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I think that that might be one of the things but I like about it is also, that you can just do a version of it. You also hate when an idea is done to death. Like you and I have had conversations that go on about I like, ideas I being like, like overdone. When, yeah, but I don't because I don't like it when people don't bring new things to it. The thing about Romeo and Juliet is I think mm. that people sometimes that people bring new things to it. You're you're nothing if not surprising, Ken. Like, oh yeah. Even when I think I know what you're going to feel about a certain thing, you surprise me by having the opposite feeling. I love to zig when people expect me to zag. (laughs) Of course you do. Starring uh, Josh Brolin as Corey Webster. He is incredibly soft in this movie. (laughs) It's very vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah, but also like his skin and his voice. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just imagine he was born a grizzled old man. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not, well, I see, I grew up with him. Yeah, so right. I grew up with like teen Josh Brolin. Yeah, see, I, I grew up with him as like a, as, a as, action yeah. hero almost. Like yeah. A, yeah. So uh, Josh Brolin, obviously a legend. Uh, Goonies, yeah. Mimic, Nightwatch, Hollow Man, Best Laid Plans, No Country for Old Men, American mm. Gangster, Sicario, uh, Dune uh, last year. And yeah, uh, Thanos in the MCU. Mm. Yeah, uh, he wasn't the first choice. The first choice was Johnny Depp. 
Oh, really? I can oh, see that. Oh, nice. that would be nice. That would have been good. David what would have been great. Johnny Depp as head of the Daggers. That would have been a fucking dream oh, casting. Oh, yeah, too. Well, it also would have made sense because mm. guess who Johnny Depp's girlfriend is at this time? Who? It's Sherilyn Fenn. Oh, Shut the fuck is up. Is this when he was dating Sherilyn yeah. Fenn? Right. Oh, yeah, my that God. I didn't really even cool. know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, did I, I didn't even tell the story on the on the Wraith podcast. God, Distraction City. <laughs> we haven't even got through the starring yet. So during the making of the Wraith, Johnny Depp was staying in the hotel room with Sherilyn Fenn. So he mm. was there the whole time and nobody knew he was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hanging out. He was just hanging, well, that, he was just hanging out. As if I have my uh, Johnny Depp history in order. He <laughs> wasn't yeah, was an actor at that stage. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. Was he? Yeah. I thought he was He'd just already been bumming around. He'd already been in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. It's Nightmare on Elm Street before Wraith. It's 1984. Oh, my God. Wow. Mind blown. So was he a big deal? Johnny uh, Depp, he was becoming a big deal. This is right before 21 Jump Street. David Winters wanted to cast him as Corey Webster. The producers in the studio did not want him and cast Josh Brolin instead. I mean, Josh Brolin was great, but... It's just a different thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it would have been see a lot version lot of the movie. I can totally yeah. see Johnny Depp as a skateboarder. Yeah. That, that age, Johnny Depp well, as a that skateboarder. Point, he wouldn't have thing. But at that point, he was a... At that point, he was... Um, the, thing, the other thing is, is that, like, in Nightmare on Elm Street, he's playing against who he really was at that time. He was, like, a punk kid who was in a band and mm. stuff. And in Nightmare on Elm Street, they make him, like, a jock preppy, a jock preppy kid. So that's actually not, what he, not he was, what he was like. So he absolutely would have fit this. But you're right, Brody. I think he would have been a better fit for, for Hook, the, yeah. head yeah. of the head of the Daggers. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Robert Russler as Hook, the head of the Daggers. <laughs> so familiar. He's in Weird Science. Mm, I'm not a. I don't really know that well. Okay. He also plays um, Grady in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Ah. Freddy's mm. Revenge. Right. He's the he's the guy that um that Mark Patton goes to. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yeah. He's the he's the um the jockey guy that that the main character becomes becomes friends with right. and has all the homosexual subtext. I'm with. lost. <laughs> Have you not seen all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? No, I have at some point, but like I've seen them all like they once also when meld. I was if you're not a fan, right. they also meld together because yeah. they are visually kind of similar and stuff. Yeah, I really love Nightmare Two. Nightmare like, Two has grown in I, my estimation over the years. I enjoy them, but like they're just they don't like I don't know them intimately. You know? Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. He transitioned to being mostly a TV actor, but he is still working. He was in a movie called J- Jacob's Ladder um, last year. Why do I know that movie? Oh, oh, no, I've heard Jacob's, about not Jacob's Ladder. Podcast. No, not Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> and also, and also, I got the name completely, completely right, wrong. Right. Jacob's Ladder is a horror. Is a horror movie from 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 I think the nineties. But um, <laughs> no, uh, Jacob's Wife. Okay. Yes, That's- which is about a wife of a priest who becomes a becomes a vampire <laughs> with Barbara Compton. And yes, has nothing to do with the list. It's got nothing to do with the list. <laughs> well, that's a new movie, so no. Um, you know what I'm referring to when I know of Jacob's Ladder, right? Uh, uh, they mentioned it a lot on how did this get made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pamela Gidley as Chrissy. Um, she's in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Um, SFW, which we talked about on the podcast last week, the Stephen Dorff movie. And a bunch of TV, uh, MacGyver, CSI. Um, nice. So yeah, she was unfortunately she also passed away in 2018 and lots of other actors and crew that I will be talking about throughout the making of this podcast. Can you just give me a little bit of a foreshadow? Is the blonde kid that's on our side, like from things? Because he looks so familiar. Yes. Yeah. No, I'll talk about him. Mad. 
mad. As he makes his first appearance. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, trailers. Trailers. Two trailers. The Charlie Sheen platoon one made sense to be there. I feel like the other one was an odd choice. Yeah, but let's talk, <laughs> yes, but I, I let's talk like, about them in order. I feel like it was an odd choice to open with Oliver Stone's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1967, Oliver Stone was a combat infantryman in Vietnam. He was wounded twice and received a medal for gallantry in action. Ten years later, he was a Hollywood screenwriter and the winner of an Oscar. But even after many successes, Stone still had another story to tell. A movie that grew out of his own experience. Stone has come a long way from Vietnam, but he has not left it behind. I'm the pain. Take the pain. I got a bad feeling on this one, all right? Watch out! Rocket! Platoon, there's a tra- we open with a, we've got a trailer for Platoon, and yeah, it's selling Oliver Stone's experience in Vietnam yeah. more than it is the movie. But that's how that movie was sold. He's like, you're going to get the real story by somebody who was there. Who was there? Yeah, yeah. Um, At first, I thought it was like a documentary or something. No, no, no. I knew as soon as I saw um, Willem Dafoe, I knew it was Platoon. But I totally yeah, forgot Charlie Sheen was in fucking Platoon. <laughs> once I saw we actors it on the podcast, I know, I know. Once I saw actors, I knew that it was Platoon. It's just that when that because when they first start talking about his backstory and stuff and it's like a still photo of, I'm guessing, him and his I think that's friends. what it was, yeah. Yeah, that sort of slows him out on a, on yeah. a still. That feels very documentary. It's like, why is there a Vietnam War documentary being yeah. advertised on the beginning of Thrashen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the but it wasn't. It was Platoon. Yeah, my Shane. note is just, all right, Oliver Stone, settle down. <laughs> I mean, that that's an always rule. Yeah. <laughs> The cast of Blassoon is insane. Yeah. It's um, all who's who of people that became someone. Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe, Keith David from They Live and The Mm. Thing and Community, Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama from Entourage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John C. McGinley, Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah. I thought that was who that was. Yes. Um, I thought it was, a copy of VHS was really dodgy, so um, yeah. I struggled to see his face properly, but I thought he, that, that was who it was. He does not look like he's changed in like 30 <laughs> years. No, um, he's also in, in Point Break, Johnny Depp, um, Richard Edson, who pops up in lots of stuff in the in the 80s, and uh, and Tony Todd, the Candyman himself. Hectic. Yeah. Everybody's in that movie. Um, yeah. Um, so were they all big names? No, they're point? all like up and coming and then became Fuck. stuff afterwards. So the wow. casting in that movie is in, is incredible. It it honestly, I haven't seen that movie in so long and I really want to now. I've never seen it. You've never seen Platoon? I've never seen Platoon. Is it I mean, one I've never you seen just Platoon, but that everything feels about? weird for you. I know, right? I have a love-hate relationship with Oliver Stone. I like, there's some Oliver Stone movies I love, but, but there are also I love Oliver Stone movies that don't do much for me. And I'm not... 
I guess I just was never really interested to see it. So I just never got around to it. It's just one of those movies I've just never gotten, gotten around to. Do you want to see it? I don't know. Maybe one day. <laughs> I just have no... I, yeah, I don't know if I've got much motivation to, to see it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I did steal the score from it for, for a uh, short film that I, <laughs> yeah. that I made once. And then 84 Charing Cross Road. 84 Charing Cross Road, London, England. Gentlemen. Your ad says that you specialize in out-of-print books. I require a book of love poems with spring coming on. Yours, Elaine Hanf. Dear Miss Hanf, we are sending by book post today a little book which I hope you will like. Yours faithfully, FPD, Marks & Co. Please don't let Frank know I'm writing this. If you're curious about Frank, which you are, he's in his late 50s. Quite nice looking. Very nice, in fact. Cecily. Poor Frank. I give him such a hard time. What do you do with yourself all day? Sit in the back of the store and read? I keep trying to puncture that proper British reserve. Imagine a whole country says, Ross. <laughs> I'll probably walk in there one day without telling them who I am. Frank, he's still there. You're the only soul alive who understands me. Their love for words became a love for each other. 84 Charing Cross Road. Of Frank. A true story based on a bestseller. A wholesome pen pal love story on the on the start of thrashing. Yeah, it was really movie. cute. Very wholesome, yeah. very like not for this demographic. Is it just like <laughs> a like middle-aged couple getting together? Is that the point? Yeah. It's not even that. It's two people writing letters to each other. One in New York, one in London. You've got mail before you've got mail. Kind of. And they never meet. What? It has a sad ending. Where she I'm, goes to see him and it's too late. I love sad he's ending died. movies. It's just like, Spoilers for eighty-four channels, right? It seems like the kind of like it seems like a decent movie. It just yeah, I mean, just seems good. like a very strange choice. Yeah, Anthony to Hop- lead into thrashing. Anthony Hopkins and Bancroft and Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Yeah, Judy Dench is in that movie. I, I'm not sure like she's much, in the, much in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't actually spot her in the trailer. No, nah. but but yeah, and it's just about two people that write letters to each other. He runs on a rare bookstore. She's trying to source rare books from it. They struck up a pen pal relationship, and it goes on for many years. And I thought it was really cute that like the assistant started writing a letter, going, "Oh, and he's easy on the eyes, and he's actually a good man." Like <laughs> trying to set up the boss. It was really cute. Yeah. Uh, who is going to recap the premise of Thrashing? Before Sorry, we get yes. into that, there was the Hoyt Presents logo that came up after the trailers? Yeah, because this videotape was presented to us by Hoyt's. But like, was that like, were they a production house as well as a cinema or something? It's the thing that we talked about last week where companies distributed videotapes. And so Hoyt's, the cinema chain in Australia, also had a distribution arm that distributed tapes. Anyway, when I saw that, even though I grew up without seeing that logo in my trailers, I was like, nah, this brings me back to the movies. <laughs> I like this shit. Yeah. So no, no, you're um, I'll try and do the recap. Yeah, I know this movie too well. It's more fun if you do it. Just um, say Romeo, Romeo and Juliet with skateboard gangs and we're done. We can just move on. No, no, no. What it is is Romeo and Juliet <laughs> skateboard gangs. That's pretty much it. Okay. You know you just repeated him, right? <laughs> I did what? What? When did that happen? <laughs> No, well, what Good I bit. will say is it is it is an inspirational sports drama. No, no, no. Um, it's based around a downhill. No, 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 because they did that once. Um, it really fucking is just a f- 
just Romeo and Je- Juliet with skateboards. God damn it. And 10 years before Baz Luhrmann attempted to do basically the same thing, but in Mexico City. Uh, yeah. They have similar, they have like actual similar style to the point that a couple of years ago, I made a trailer mashup of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. and thrashing. I feel like I saw that actually. Which you will be able to see on our Instagram. Isn't it on and your we YouTube? Will link, yeah, it's on my YouTube and yeah. we will link in the description. That's yep, fantastic. Mad. Yeah, I did it a couple, I of, couple of years ago. I forgot that you done that. So what I did was I took the, Rome, the audio from the Romeo and Juliet trailer and the titles from the Romeo and Juliet trailer, the Baz Luhrmann, and I cut thrashing. And the one-to-one of scenes is actually pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. It is. But is is Romeo why, and why Juliet based around like a like a competition that they're working toward? You know what I mean? Like it's. I not- mean the competition of their doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. taking the structure. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be exact. I mean, obviously Romeo and Juliet has a fucking tragic ending. This movie doesn't have a tragic a tragic ending. Depends whose team you're on. It depends on whose team you're on. Okay, yeah, <laughs> cool. That's the vibe that this this podcast is going for. Um, in the blockbuster entertainment and guy into movies and videos from the year 1998. The uh, entry for Thrash and Reads as such, and I've not read this because I forgot to look at this until literally right before we started. <laughs> Youth new to LA finds he must battle a nasty gang of street skaters, juvenile from beginning to end, for skateboarding fans only. One star. <laughs> Is it even for skateboarding fans? Yes. Yes. Oh, Brody, are you you are not you not on the side of the. I movie? told you, I'm just a little bit down because of the sickness. Um, nah, look, the skateboarding stuff in it was sick. I, I was driving over here, going like, I wasn't as amped about this movie, but I feel like that there were when I think about the parts of the movie, it be, was real fun. Be prepared for me to turn you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always prepared for that. I'm always expecting you to turn me. Yeah, um, thank God. <laughs> Phrasing. That got weird. That was uh, intentional. That got weird. Uh, this movie is pretty widely available. There's a Blu-ray from MGM uh, and a DVD. The DVD has more special features on it, including a making of, which is pretty which is pretty good. Though they're not on the Blu-ray for some reason, but it's just a bare bones Blu-ray. And given that MGM is now owned by Amazon, there's a good chance that it'll uh, come to Amazon Prime at some point in a pretty good quality. Just Watch doesn't even recognize it as a film that exists. What? You type thrashing into Just Watch and there's just no entry for it. It doesn't have like another title or anything? No. It it did have alternate titles in other places that were like thrashing and then another piece of a title. Right. But it wouldn't be under those. It would just be under thrashing. Under thrashing. It's a... It's a cult movie. Like I've heard oh, yeah. about this movie before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's very much a. If you were an 80s skateboarding kid, you know there's two movies. If you're an 80s, uh, an 80s skateboarding kid, and this is one of those movies. What's the other? We will talk about it <laughs> one day yeah. on the podcast. My backstory with this movie is that, yeah, I mean, I wished I could skate as a kid, but I kind of just sucked at it. <laughs> Could I you was kind of a ska- do anything. Uh, I could ride a skateboard downhill really fast. Mm. <laughs> could yeah. you ollie or anything? No, I couldn't even ollie. Well, I could yeah. I could balance on a skateboard and ride down hills. And I lived in a place that had lots of hills, so that's mm. what I did. And I have the scars to prove it. Yeah, I feel like we've stacked on similar hills. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, and I love skateboarding movies. I love I love teen competition movies. Mm. It's the same thing as a tournament to me, right? This movie is a movie that was a video store discovery for me. This is me in a video store at my local, walking down, spotting something on the shelves I'd never spotted before, taking it home, 
and then watching one of my favorite movies, what would become one of my favorite movies ever. Mm. And this is a movie that I I watch regularly. This is yeah. a movie that I watch probably at least once a year, sometimes yeah, sometimes twice a year. Times. Yep, this is part of our kind of rotation of like it's you know it's time to watch thrashing. Yeah, it's funny because like. You have that, like, movie-watching influence. Kira, you have that movie-watching influence that is a little bit older, that's all around you all the time, where, like, which is Ken. Yeah, <laughs> just and, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I don't have that very much. Um, so, like, my influences that were, like, this movie was, like, Grind. I don't know if you ever saw Grind. It was, like, a terrible, like... A, a 90s skate movie. No, I've never seen it. No, nah, and it, it was a similar vibe, but like 90s instead of 80s and like didn't have the same kind of 80ness to it. I'm going to throw a title at you that, that might be more your era, Airborne. Airborne, I kind of know, yeah, was, right. again, not really my my thing. It's kind of the same movie, but it was Rollerblades in the 90s. Okay, <sighs> yeah. You know what? Similar. Not I this, feel not like my right, brother... Who would who was more into like rollerblading would have I'm been actively into it. trying to chase a tape of that movie. <laughs> I feel like back in the day this would have been a mad skateboarding influence movie where mm. when we were growing up we had like camcorders and stuff, so like people were out on their skateboards like filming with their it ca- all the time. Yeah. 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 I had friends that did that yeah. just constantly. We're, yeah. we're gonna talk about how influential this movie is. Yeah? Yeah. Cause this movie changed some things. Yeah. It okay. actually legitimately did. Um, no Janet Maslin at all. And actually no contemporary reviews from 1986. I Devo. just could not find anything that was a contemporary mm. review. Just kind of a shame. But, you know, we've got a blockbuster guide, yeah. which was not impressed. <laughs> Let's start talking through thrashing. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we begin with some abstract images of kids skateboarding downhill as a crowd is chanting the name Corey. These are just taken from the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's definitely so many shots reused. Yeah, there's a lot of reused, <laughs> reused shots. And um, that dream's interrupted by an alarm clock going off. And uh, Josh Brolin looking, yeah, looking very young and fresh mm. and non-grizzled. <laughs> what a dream. Not uh, the dream he was just having. Him himself. Him himself. <laughs> yes. Jumps out of bed and uh, starts getting ready. How old is he at this point? Uh, he's young. He would have been. So this is the same year that he made Goonies. He made this and Goonies in the Whoa. same year, right? I think he's 17 or maybe just 18. Mm-hmm. I would okay. have to double check that. I don't know. That's a, that's, that's a guess based on. Interesting. Yeah. Through some notes that have been left on his mirror <laughs> as explanation. I love that. We, yeah, yeah. It's actually good visual storytelling. Yeah. Like yeah. we learn about them, like just visually we learn about the massacre. We learn that he's going to LA and that his duffel bag has already been sent. Yeah. Because that seems like it's something that we would care about. And we also like learn that he has like a pretty good relationship with his parents. Like he's a pretty well adjusted kind of dude. Like we know yeah. what kind of, person he is just from mm. the visual cues in his room in the first 15 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty good. And he puts on his skateboarding necklace, check off skateboarding necklace, yeah. and uh, exits out the window, skating off the roof of, of the garage. Down that felt like ramp. something that you would definitely have done if you knew how to skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so was like lots, a thing, right? Yeah, but there's also lots of, it's such a it's such a like teen fantasy thing. Yeah. Like, there are so many things in this movie that are like, they're like the shit I wanted when I was a kid. Like I wanted to be able to skate 
out of my bedroom window onto yeah. a ramp. Like yeah. when I had dreams about skateboarding, that's the type of stuff I would dream about. So, yeah. so such fantasy fulfillment in this movie for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it was it was a thing at the time though as well because like there wasn't like the ramps and the and the things that you kind of knew. So like part of a big part of skating like when it first started was just jumping off things and landing on your skateboard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about that as well. So yeah, this is our kind of opening title montage as Corey makes his way to LA, uh, skateboarding and 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 hitchhiking under the cool thing. I I didn't know where it was going, but as soon as it was just like, nah, he's just one of those people who lives the life where he gets to hitchhike and that's how he was going to get there the whole entire time. I was down with it. Yeah. Um, and it's all to the title song of the movie, Thrashin'. Yep. Performed by Meatloaf. Meatloaf, really? And, and co-written by Alan Sachs, the writer of this movie. <laughs> Dub. Fantastic. Yeah. And this Does sequence- that mean music video? I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, I should have looked for a music video. If we find a music video, we'll post it. Yeah. yeah. It basically was a music video. Uh, yeah. yeah. This whole sequence was like him just being the coolest <laughs> motherfucker. Just skating around. Yeah. What's great is, so I watched a video on YouTube this morning of uh, filming locations from Thrashing, and all of those places are like right next door to each other. He's not really traveling around. The, <laughs> the, there's the shot where he the shot where he gets like um, a little lift from a guy on like a motorcycle, right? Yeah. And then like two shots later, he does like a grind along a curb. Yeah. And that is the exact same place. One is just shot in close up. Yeah. <laughs> how, how sick was the the little flip he did to get into the tray of the ute? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a, the coolest like fucking a, thing. He just like a front flip <laughs> and roll into it. So dumb, but yeah. I loved it. And also he jumps for people that live in LA. He The geography makes no sense. He goes yeah. past Venice and then kind of comes back. To, <laughs> yeah, to like, chat up a roller skater. Well, yeah, there's all kinds of, there's all kind of, kinds of stuff that, that's uh, screwy in terms of the geography, but I it's all just picking question. spots. Yes, um, grabbing onto the back of somebody's motor- motorbike—I mean, that was more of a scooter, but still, would that mess your balance up massively? No, it would create. Dr- it's the same as having a passenger, really. Yeah, but as long like- as they're not, as long as they're not pulling in a, either direction, as long as they're just going with wherever the motorcycle's going, that that would be fine. Okay, for t- to tow them, it's called skitching. There was a yeah. video game at Tyler's house. We meet the the crew, Tyler. The blonde guy, yes, is played by Brooke McCarter. <laughs> what a name! Yeah, who is Paul, one of the vampires in Lost Boys? I fucking knew he looked so familiar. Yeah, I was um, like thinking, wait, is that is that someone out of like Karate Kid or something? Like, no, he's one of the vampires out of Lost Boys. Ah, after the Lost Boys, Brooke McCarter became Corey Haim's manager during the nineties. Hectic. And he passed away in two thousand fifteen of a rare genetic liver disorder. Which that is, sucks. Yeah, which is unfortunate. The rest of the crew are Josh Richmond as Radley. 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 I did not catch the that. Kid, the kid with the longer dark hair. Yeah. Ra- that's Radley. Oh, my God. Um, he's also in uh, River's Edge, which is a fucking awesome movie we're going to talk about. Heather's and Fright Night Part 2. Um, and he directed a bunch of Guns and Roses music videos. Okay. Wow. Yeah, in the 90s. Brett Marks as Bozo. Um. Was that his nickname? Yes. Because that scene where he's like, Bozo, come here and then dax him. That was well, so him, brutal. They call, him, <laughs> they call him Boz or Bo- Bozo. Right, right, right. He was a child actor and is in the Bad News Bears movies from the from the 1970s. <laughs> okay. um, and he is related to the Marx Brothers. Oh. Uh, David Wagner as Little Stevie. Um, I know that name. David Wagner. Uh, he acted in TV into the early 2000s and then he became a screenwriter. He is the screenwriter of... 
Van Wilder party liaison. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Ryan Reynolds movie. Based on true story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corey's going to spend the summer in uh, uh, sick Winnebago in Tyler's backyard. Um, have we have we seen him in his tucked in shirt? Is that part of the montage that we've already moved past? I, I don't remember the tucked in oh, shirt. He's of wearing course, this, it's a like, weird detail <laughs> Dude, his outfits throughout this is such an odd choice. Like yeah, they're not even like of the time they have like created a style for him. Don't yeah. you reckon? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like he kind of has more of like a surfery vibe. Yeah, thing. but it's not. Like but it, not, it, it yeah. is. Yeah, like they've crafted I a style some, for him. I have some notes about some of his clothes. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. And we get the first of many, many bad ADR lines in this oh movie. My God, right? Yeah. And they're all to fill story holes. Corey wants to know where the new ramp is because he needs to train for the pool for the pool competition. Yeah. Hey Tyler, where's the new ramp? I got to train for the pool competition. And then we get a quick building montage as they finish off the ramp that they've built, and we get their skateboarding gang name. They're the Ramp Locals. <laughs> yeah, I, I was confused That's a great by name. that. <laughs> yeah, I um, was really confused by that. I thought it was like where the locals of this ramp. Like I mm. wasn't, I wasn't clear on it being like a gang name until like ninety five minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's because right. it's not a very good gang name. It's not. It's very compared confusing. to the daggers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like the daggers is you know who the daggers are. Yeah, yeah. but it's the also very like surf culturey as well, and not skateboardery culture. It's like yeah, we're the locals of this beach. Like get out of our hood, man. But that's where it came. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we get a little bit of banter about who's gonna test the ramp first, and of course it's Corey, and we get the first of many, 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 many skateboarding montages that are in this movie. Yeah. Do we know who the skateboarders are who replace them? I know who some of them are. Are um, any of them the actual actors? Like, did the actual actors do any of the skateboarding? In there this movie? are. There is definitely some scenes where they're like skateboarding through town and they can't ollie up onto a gutter, and you're like, yeah, that's them. Yes. <laughs> so they cast people that could skate. Right. Right. So they can like keep their balance and move a skateboard down a street and go around a corner, mm. but they generally can't do any of the stunt work. Right. right. So there's, lots there's hand of plants, man. So many lots, hand plants. Lots of doubles. Lots of doubles in bad wigs. Yes. <laughs> Lots of bad wigs. The yeah. blonde wig was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, and some of the skateboarders are are people that went on to to be big, big skateboarders. And I love the banter that they have at this this point where it's like, yep, we all know he's going to be the first one to test the ramp, but, like, they just did it, like, short and quick and got a little bit of bands in. The song that they're skating to is That's Good by Devo. Um, this movie's, like, my introduction to, like, Devo. This movie is kind of where I got past Devo as being the band that did Whip It, right? <laughs> okay. And realized that Devo had a different style, a different era of a different era of music. And I love Devo, and I love the soundtrack to to this to this movie. There's lots of really good bands on this on this soundtrack, and uh, I'll talk about some of them as we kind of as we kind of go through. Yeah, cool. Um, do we have yeah. this one on vinyl? No, no, we do not. I feel like I've seen it on vinyl, but that might have been on Instagram. I think you probably probably did. And the the ramp draws a crowd to watch. Yeah, impromptu crowd. Impromptu crowd. Yeah. yeah. And then the credits come back. Huh? Did you guys not? So the we got the opening montage of Corey traveling, and there's credits all over them. And then we have two scenes, and then the credits come back. 
That's weird. No, I didn't yeah. even notice the that. Credits, the credits keep going. There's like a break in the credits and the back half of the credits is over this montage of this of them of them skating. How did that not come into my memory? Like I just have completely deleted credits coming up at that part of the film. Yeah. I didn't notice it either. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, it's just a really strange, just a really strange choice. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they put like the directed credit over a shot of uh, a hand plant on the, yeah. on the, on the rail, uh, on the ramp. Yeah. Oh, uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Hmm. I mean, if you're going to put it in front of anything, hand plants are fucking cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then the, the ramp locals get into Boz's car and head to Venice Beach. I, yeah, I love this bit. When Thingo's coming down the hill, oh, we got there? Yeah, we're there. Uh, yeah, at a set of traffic lights, they stop to ogle some girls and, uh, and harass, oh, yeah. harass some girls. How good is the line, hey, I'm classy, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, of the, some of the throwaway dialogue in this movie is just amazing. Really good. And you good. know that, like, it's just them also just making shit up. Because, yeah, because I feel like it was a bunch of, of kids together having a lot of fun in some scenes. Yeah, so Sachs, the screenwriter, talks about the fact that his role on set was basically child wrangler. He was the yeah. adult supervision because the kids were just all, they were all <laughs> over. They were so hard to wrangle. Yeah, that dude and, like, a couple of, like, a couple of the kids, they're they're acting like hard. They're acting with a capital A. Oh yeah, there's some terrible. Yeah, in this. but, but like God the bless them. Te- God fucking the, bless them. Like so, this movie is beloved for how kind of bad it is in terms of some of the performances and how over the top it is. Yeah. It's silly and and cheesy and campy. Like yeah. it's a campy fun movie. Like it's. It's trying to take the skateboarding kind of seriously, but everything else is so amped up and over the top. Yeah. It's meant to be like a good time. Yeah, and like you got to go in for it, man. Yeah. you got to go in for it. Because that acting is one of the reasons why a movie like this has stuck the Just look time. at this introduction. The daggers roll over the top of this, over this top it was, of this hill. It was pretty, it was pretty yeah, baller. Yeah, that intro was just, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, it was so campy, but it was so fucking cool at the same time. Um... I love the line as well. Like, I love when movies do this when they're like, oh, yeah, his name's Monk, but, like, last year it was Ralph. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. Over, I yeah. knew him when he was Ralph and he lived in the valley. Yeah, well, I knew him when he was Ralph and he lived in the valley, man. Now he's Monk and he thinks he's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. It's so like, he, yes, we're watching a movie about kids, and, yes, a year ago they were probably a completely different person. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so the, the daggers come over the over the hill behind their car. The, the locals see them coming and they kind of build the dialogue kind of builds hooks legend um a little bit about like i heard he killed a guy or whatever you know and then and yeah they talk about monk and uh and and also they set up a little bit there's a little bit of dialogue set up where they say that yeah i saw monk uh like scoping us building the ramp which is going to become important important later and then Um, the daggers skate around and over boz's boz's car and dent his roof. And dent his roof. Mm. Yeah, not that he's going to have that roof for long. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but I love that there's a gang of like 25 like young kids all in the same jackets and they're all just like bombing this hill doing tricks. Mm. Like not even super impressive ones, but they're all just like as a pack like mm-hmm. doing tricks. It just had a they cool look, vibe to it. They look cool moving together. Yeah. Like yeah. they look... They they look cool and them skating looks cool. It's like it's like yeah okay, they don't look cool necessarily, but they actually do look. I can't explain it. It's mm. like they look campy as hell, 
but, but they also cool. are just owning it and it looks cool. Yeah. yeah. So like when the when they drive past that dude and like do a flip on the car and the dude just has to stand there on the side going, yeah, that was kind of cool. Which is what <laughs> which is what we're up to now. Yeah. So they follow the, the we follow the daggers. We actually like cut away from the the locals and follow the daggers as they skate into Venice. Um, and yeah, Hook is offended by some graffiti on a on a truck for another skate team, and does a flip off it in disrespect. <laughs> oh, that's why he does it. Yeah. Um, and the truck driver's acting is like just hammy as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of terrible. And then uh, I did you the you didn't run a note about the weird hand gesture. Uh, which one? So when when after he does the flip, he turns back to the daggers and go and does this like arm move, like follow me, follow yeah. me. Yeah. I fully expected you to bring that up. Well, it was all part of that scene. It was just very like they all know. Oh, it was like that group, following that group in that opening scene, it feels like they all were like Valley Kids a year and a year and a half ago and they're all – not mentioning it, yeah. and they're all nobody trying talk, to be as badass as they well, can. Books from Indiana. <laughs> well, but then like, because it's the kind of thing where it's like, if you're all as like kind of fake and and not as real as each other, like you're in that group where you're just pretending that everyone's super hard, and that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, like he just did a flip and then told us to follow him. Yeah, we're so cool. Yeah, that's what I felt like. Just oh, definitely not a real gang. Um, just kids. Yeah. Just kids and their skateboards. Yeah. How old are they meant to be in movie? I uh, think, I think I, they're I, in, a, in their 20s. Like in their 20s. 18, 19, 18, 20. 19, 20 yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I think Hook's probably a little bit older. Yeah. Um. And so they skate down onto the onto the beach and people are just looking at the camera. Yeah. Because they shot, like, they just shot <laughs> on Venice Beach in without with no crowd control. Mm. So there's just like actual real people hanging out everywhere, actual real skaters hanging out everywhere, and there's just kids mugging at the camera. Mm-hmm. Like there is just it's insane. Like there are kids like pulling get, pulling like faces at the camera. Yeah. All the way all the way through this this sequence. This is a fucking hard scene. I I wish this was either real and I was there or like is a thing now that well, I Well it kind of what in the 80s that was that it kind of was like what, like a 100 kids at th- the skate park. Yeah, they were skating into like a real into a real spot, a real skating spot <laughs> on Venice Beach. Uh, it's the Venice Pavilion. It's not there anymore. It got demolished. Um but so the Daggers hangout spot is a place called the Venice Pavilion which yeah. which they obviously like graffitied with heaps of Daggers stuff. Yeah. But it was a real skateboarding a real skateboarding spot at Venice. And like Venice I'm Beach. just going to put up front that like these like gangsters, these skate hoodlums, they're not that bad. Like they skate past a little kid like on a skate path. That little kid is so hair. cute on like, his little skateboard. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're like on the scale of things, they're just like punk kids. Yeah. They're yeah. not gangs at all. The daggers come across some break dancers. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, breakers. Fucking breakers. Breaking some memories. <laughs> And then the dude just sits there and nods his head real meekly. <laughs> and then they, walk, <laughs> they walk away and one of them just kicks over their own box. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Fuck. It's so good. Like, what is there? Why does skateboarding have to be diametrically opposed to breakdancing? <laughs> because because they're, they're hardcore skaters. <laughs> and also there had been a bunch of, like, uh, breakdancing movies. Like, this is around the era. Of, there has? There, that was a, this is around the era of Breakin' and Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> they're they're, they're breakdancing movies. Oh my god, I've never seen these. You, you don't. You haven't heard the joke. 
I've heard of Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, so Electric Boogaloo has become like this joke in the subculture, like any sequel, you know, so like, you know, Twilight 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Or whatever, right? (laughs) Um, It's kind of this this joke thing, but it's a real movie. It's because there is a movie called Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Is that dead set where it comes from? Yeah, yeah. I thought the Electric Boogaloo was from like an 80s, like uh, 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 70s, like disco dance movie. No, it's from from an 80s break. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mind blown. Facts. Just facts coming at me in facts. all different shapes. So because there'd been breakdancing movies, the, the skateboarding movies need to make fun of the breakdancing movies? Yeah. It's like it's like the screenwriters are going, yeah, breaking was cool, but check this out. Yeah. <laughs> we got skateboards. You you sit in one place and do tricks. We move and do tricks. Yeah. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the ramp locals kind of are arriving into the same spot and they find um, an acid drop spot and kind of um, watch some kids do do some uh, acid drops. That is and literally just jumping off something and landing but on your skateboard. But you're landing flat, so yeah. there's a there's a skill to the... But, like, the, as we were saying before, that's that's what an acid drop is. Yes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and um, they split the party with Corey and Tyler heading off while the others check out the spot, and the daggers skate into their spot, which is the Venice Pavilion that I mentioned before, to cheers from all the other daggers. Like, they get a... <laughs> they get a like, oh, hook's here. Seems like a fucking vibe, man. It's so cool. Yeah. And then the... the um And Corey and Tyler accidentally skate into daggers territory. Have you noticed every time like a group of the skaters stop, like the first people at the start, like have a solid stop and keep moving. But then everyone else who's like extras in their team, like stopped and then like falls over yeah. their boards and yeah. stuff like that. There's a lot <laughs> every of every single falling. time. There's a lot of like fucking around happening yeah. with everybody because there's so many kids on skateboards, right? There's, there's, there's so not many clean shots yeah. where everyone looks cool. So um, Tyler wants to bail, but Corey isn't phased. So he just rolls into the into the daggers ramp and does some tricks. Hook isn't impressed, and standing next to him is Velvet, played by Sherilyn Fenn. She was. She did not look like Sherilyn Fenn. Oh, she looks amazing in this movie. I mean, she's I love very her, cute. Her outfits, but like, she's also dressed down. She wears she's, all these amazing punk outfits. Yeah, yeah. there's this there's this section where she's wearing like this top, but it kind of looks like this black bra thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's hot. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the daggers utters the immortal line. Beat it, you voucher. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. That dagger is called Ta. Because that is Tony Alva. Shut the fuck up. You know who Tony Alva is? Yeah, one of the lords of Dogtown. Yes, that's what I'm about to talk about right now. Holy crap. So we're going to talk about Tony Alva and we're going to talk about Dogtown and the Z-Boys. Yeah, man. I've seen that one. Yeah. So quick history lesson about skateboarding. Try to be as quick as quick as possible. So skateboarding obviously rose in, in popularity in the 50s into the 60s as sidewalk surfing. That was how it was advertised. Yeah, they used roller skate wheels on like wooden bo- wooden boards, right? Mm-hmm. And by the late 60s, it was viewed as being really dangerous and stores stopped selling skateboards. So you couldn't actually buy, buy skateboards commercially. <laughs> so, I mean, they kind of were at that point. Yeah, they were. Well, they had the they didn't have urethane wheels, yeah. right? So you would just hit a rock and fly. Yeah. Because there was no give there was no give go, give them um, and skateboarding was all flat land it was all flat land stuff there was no ramps and tricks and tricks and stuff yeah and then in the early 70s in venice which is where the, a lot of this movie is shot and santa monica there was a place called dogtown 
which was around uh, an old abandoned pier. It was a surfing ghetto. It was a surfing ghetto, yeah. It was basically the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> because it had been a like a resort town that had just fallen into disrepair. And so the surf spot was right next to like a pier that was falling apart and had like roller coaster parts sticking out of the waves that you had to avoid as a surfer. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's amazing. And two um, surf shop owners, Jeff Ho and Skip Emblem, uh, started a skate team, the Zephyr competition team, uh, also called the Z-Boys. There was also girls in the team, which was also unusual at the time for there to be female, female skateboarders. They basically started it to give the kids something to do when there was no surf because the kids all hung around at, the, at his surf at their surf shop. Right. So to give them like structure, they <laughs> formed a surf, they formed a skateboarding team, and yeah, they made their own they made their own boards, and the Z Boys were at the forefront of made, making skateboarding what it is today. They're basically responsible for what we think of when we think about modern modern skateboarding. In the late seventies, there was also a massive drought in California, and homeowners had to empty their pools, and the Z Boys figured out that they could skate in pools. So they would travel around looking over back fences for empty pools and then jump fences and skate in people's pools while their owners were away. Mm. Mm-hmm. They even at one point hired a plane to fly around <laughs> to identify they had a pilot friend. So they went and flew around to, to identify pools that they could skate in. <laughs> and Tony Alva, by many people, it's it's hard because people were doing things all over all over the USA. Mm. But Tony Alva is believed by many people to be the first person ever to get vertical air out of a swimming pool. Ah. And he's the guy that says, beat it, you valve jerk, <laughs> in, in thrashing. Do we see him do a lot of Fuck, skating? he's young. Yeah, he's, he's well, he's already a big deal. This is the late, they did this in like the late 70s, early 80s. So they're yeah. already, he's already kind of a big deal. Um, because of the black and white photography of the Z-Boys by a guy named Craig Stesick that was featured in magazines, they inspired an entire generation of skateboarders to start skating in pools and doing and doing vertical. Mm. They also the team the Z team the Zephyr team also went to a skateboarding competition in Del Mar. There was a flatland competition and they did all this like Ollies and aerial yeah. stuff when everybody else was doing the pogo. You know how later we yeah. see the sky freestyling? That's what skateboard competitions were back then. And I still love that did. shit, like Rodney Mullen kind of shit. Yeah, it's a different it's a different style. So yeah. and they're partially responsible for the eighties skateboarding boom. Uh, Tony Alva went on to work with Vans to create the Vans skate shoe. Right, he's responsible for responsible for that. And another member of the of the of the team was Stacy Peralta. Stacy Peralta later left um, the team to form Pal Peralta Skates and the Bones Brigade Skate Team, whose videos were the most influential yeah. skateboarding videos of the of the time. Peralta was in charge of the skateboarding sequences in this movie. Hectic. He shot all the stuff where they were bombing around Hollywood. That's all yeah. Stacy Peralta. Mad. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, out of skateboard videos, he became a director and he directed the documentary Dogtown and Z-Boys about his own, tra- about his own childhood ah. featuring guys like Tony Alva, Jay Adams and, and, him, and himself. And if you uh, if listeners haven't seen it, you absolutely should. Like if you're the into doco. This, the doco, if you're yeah, into the movie, movie with um, Heath Ledger is pretty good too. Uh, I do not like that movie. Really, I think it's a really terrible adaptation. Is what I was about to talk about next. It's good um, dramatization. It was later turned into a movie called Lords of Dogtown. I think it's worsely acted than this movie. It's, it's it's campy. It's not. I don't think it's a very good movie. Okay. I think the documentary is infinitely more. Interesting so do I. Than the, yeah. Than the movie. Lords of Dogtown was directed by Catherine Hardwick who is the production designer of this movie. Hey. hey. 
she also went on to direct the first Twilight movie. Of course. <laughs> that's where I knew her name from, yeah. Yeah. And so back to the back to the movie, right? So that's the that's that's the thing about this movie is this movie features dudes who were the guys that created 80s, 80s skateboarding. In so Tia, and TA is all the way, like Tony Alva is all the way through this movie. He's one of Hook's dudes and he's in tons of, tons of scenes. And he's skating? Like we see him yeah, doing? Yeah, he skates. He skates all the, way through, all the way through the movie. So he's one of the ones that actually does his own tricks. Yeah. Oh. Most of the Daggers gang, the rest of the gang are real skaters. Right. Aside from Robert Russell. Because Hook. they don't have to be able to act. Yeah. Yes. In terms of like where we are as a skateboarding culture in this movie, in world, it would have been- a decade after TA in that. Well, it's during the boom. It's this is when like the new boards came out with the wing with tail and all everything kinds of like stuff, that. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's literally like and the as, rails on the sides. As and Alan shit. Alan Sachs, the the writer, says he saw something coming. He saw something rising in the culture, and they took advantage advantage of it. It's essentially an exploitation movie. Yeah. Right? So it's and so it's it's tapping into something that was happening in the culture at the time. Yeah. P- particularly in Venice, but in this partic- is like particularly in Dogtown. This is past those like flatland competitions who didn't know what an ollie is and stuff. Like it's it's much much further ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vertical yeah. is already a thing. I mean, yeah. they go later on. They go to Del Mar. The Del Mar That's pools. Right, yeah. The Del Mar pools are legendary. Mm. The, they sit in the Keyhole Pool, which is a legendary spot okay. for skateboarding competitions. It's where the first vertical competitions ever happened in, skate, in skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this movie's this movie's yeah. amazing. Like it's yeah. one other reason. That, it's another reason that I love this movie because I was obsessed with skateboarding culture and guys like Stacy Peralta and and, and yeah. Tony Alva are like my dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, back to the back to the movie. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Corey runs the ramp again. Ta tries to stop him, but he jumps over the top of the wall that the yeah. ramp is up against too, and gives the daggers the thumbs up as he goes over. <laughs> yeah, like it's all good. On the other side, he kind of skates off and he runs into a guy who's performing freestyle, which is the oldest style. That skateboarder is another real skateboarder. Skateboarder. That's Pear Wee Linda. And he was a member of the Bones Brigade, St- Stacey Peralta's Mad. crew, um, and was Michael J. Fox's skate double in Back to the Future. Hey. Yeah. yeah. He um he definitely got a cameo credit because he walks in. He's like, hey, Piers, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like Cor- uh, Corey like name checks him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like because he, cause he knows him. And then across the crowd, Corey spots Chrissy. In the most weird, like sudden noticing of somebody ever. I mean. Like it, it's, he's like, he's pretty- like. But, like, he's looking this way. He's looking one way. He's watching this. And then it's like, I must look this way now. <laughs> like, like, there was no reason for him to. It's not like he glanced over there for something else and then noticed. It was just like, I'm going to look at this girl now who I somehow already knew was going to be standing there. Sometimes. It was very. Sometimes you weird. just have <laughs> some knowledge some in the weird universe. Spidey sense. And it just tingles and you go, hot person over there. <laughs> And it happens. And he makes a move. He goes, he just walks over yeah, and stands so next brazen. to her. I wish I had that kind of confidence. <laughs> yeah, he just walks over and stands next to her and just smiles at her with his like million dollar fucking, fucking glow, Josh glowing Brolin smile. Head. Josh Brolin smile. He was a good looking boy. He is. And then Velvet, swoon, uh, comes over and drags her away. Her brother is waiting. And afterwards, Corey chats with Pear, who asks him what he's doing in, in Dogtown. And we learn that he's there for the Del Mar pool comp and to skate the LA Massacre. And we already kind of know that, that about the LA, the LA Massacre. Dogtown also is where Hank Moody lives in Californication. Yeah. Just mention it because we've mentioned it a few times. He literally, you can see some Dogtown graffiti. Yeah. It's and like famous graffiti as well. Yeah. 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 And or I think they probably also added some for the show. And 
uh, when Hank's daughter is in a band, they're called the Queens of Dogtown. Oh, yeah, I didn't too. know that. Yeah, with um, and young Zoe Kravitz is one of the yeah. members of that band. Oh, shit. Uh, Chrissy and the Daggers take a photo because Chrissy is Hook's sister. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my only love sprung from my only hate. <laughs> um, does he have a ponytail in this scene? Yeah, he has like a... Because I swear it appears randomly throughout the movie. He has like, like, a, in like, a, yeah, like a long piece at the back. It's not a mullet. It's kind of like one bit. You okay over there? Kira's just losing her mind. <laughs> what? What's happening? What? Are you crying? I just realised that you're going to be quoting Shakespeare for the next three hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> We'll have to count them up at the end of the pod to see how many references he gets in without us noticing. Oh, dear. I have yep. to keep myself entertained. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, yep, sorry, You're I'm back. You're a terrible human. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I swear there are scenes without this ponytail. Does that is that true? I didn't notice, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes and goes. Yeah, I'm almost positive it comes and goes. I mean, there's some. there's not a lot of... There's stuff that continuity-wise, like there's parts of this mo- this movie that are just a fucking mess, like just are so badly put together. Oh, there's such physical, awkward physical acting in this movie some as strange, well. Some strange blocking, yeah. Yeah, and like the way people put arms around each other so aggressively and like deep in this movie as well, it's it's, uh, it's not natural. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's an odd thing to be specifically problem. But you know, like, you put your so arm around someone. Brody to get hung up on. It does. It does. It's very but like ah, uh, it's just like you know how you put your arm around someone and it's like, hey, how you doing? Like so many times in this movie, it's the like sharp angle, right? Yeah, but I think it's just, that's just, <laughs> just, just I don't know how to explain it better. Just boys playing rough. Yeah, but even like as Hook's doing with his sister and his girlfriend, like he has them both like. In headlocks, basically. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice, but I was probably just distracted by showing a fan. True. Uh, the locals are cruising home, and it's hot because Boz's car has no air con. Boz wanted a convertible. <laughs> Hold on, we missed the weird line. We're going to make you a movie star, sis. Oh, yeah. No, I just skipped past that. <laughs> Which never even comes back at all. It's like, not she came here for acting. I'm guessing so. <laughs> Maybe she came here to be an actor. Yeah. That's what that's what that line tells you, but nothing comes of it. <laughs> there is nothing further mentioned about that. I feel like it could have been ad lib. Might have been. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, yeah. So Boz wanted a convertible, but his dad wouldn't let him get one. So then Radley makes his car a convertible by Radley. jumping off the top. <laughs> Fuck. And Radley. then they spray painted into a into a into a skate cruiser. Because <laughs> that talk. that was a thing. Was that a thing? Having a like a yeah, having a car that's like all your boys pile into, so yeah. you can go to skate spots. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, got that one okay. mate who's got a car. Yeah, you yeah. all pile in. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't normally chop the roof off. And yes. Graffiti in. Yeah. Put spray paint all over it. If my shop teacher saw this, he'd be really impressed. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just welds the top off. Just Let's get it painted bar. so they go and spray paint terrible shit graffiti all over it. <laughs> it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> At the Dagger's house, uh, more fantasy for young Kean. They're skateboarding on the roof. Yep. Which I thought was so cool as a child. <laughs> I still think it's cool. I think it's awesome. They're just doing laps on the roof. They just come down and then go round and then get back up and then come down and ra- come down. It's got a Yeah. And Christy comes back from shopping as Hook is trying on different earrings and fixing his <laughs> fixing his hair. 
And the house is kind of cool. I like the production design, the production design of the house. Um, there's the room that they're in is like completely covered in 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 spray paint. Yeah. Uh, in graffiti. Um, They've got a good the um, the brother sister relationship is fairly. It's like realistic. one of the, it's actually like one of the most it's one of the better developed dynamics in, yeah. the, in the movie. Like they they treat they each other a, the way you would like, and he's like asking her for advice on which where the dagger stuff. and the skull, or just the dagger, yeah, or a bone in your nose, yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's just a good kind of. Yeah, realistic dynamic of what that would be with those two. Yeah, and and like the whole, you know how you like don't hide how shallow you are in front of your siblings as well. It's like, like this is important to me. Like what earring to use? Yeah. Like in front of someone who's not in your family, you'd be like, oh, doesn't matter what earring, whatever. Yeah. But in front of my sister, I'd be like, should I wear like this hat or like does my hair look better like this way? Like yeah. I would get way too much more into it. They're all going to the club tonight. And we learned that Chrissy has literally just arrived from Indiana, which is where they were from originally. And then that night in the Winnie, Corey can't decide what to wear. He's trying on a hat. A hat's not really working for him. And he settles on um, a hot pizza delivery boy look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? The, he looks like a fucking pizza delivery guy. He looks like Home Alone pizza delivery guy. He looks like a pizza. Yes, he does Holy look like the Home fuck, Alone pizza delivery guy. just blew my mind just he, then. But just with his shirt open so you can see his abs. Yeah. As that's soon important. as he took the, <laughs> It's like hat on mm. as well is the exact same look as well. Holy fuck. Yeah. It just looks like a hot pizza delivery boy. <laughs> yes. It's a choice. Oh, fuck. And then he joins the, the, the rest of the boys in the in the skate cruiser and they kick little Stevie out because little Stevie can't come with them because yeah. he's little. But he's taller when he stands on his skateboard. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit where he stands on it. Look, I'm tall now. Hey, I hope none of you get laid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's so many great lines in this movie. Yeah. So many great one-liners. So many things where it's just like it's not sat on for a second, but no. it just like is gone just before a scene goes, and you're like, that was a funny yeah. fucking line. And so at a at a punk club where there's yeah, a, ska- a skate club, you skate mean. mosh pit, which yeah. is like awesome, Fucking which is crazy. so dumb. Um, See, this is one of those points of this movie where you can tell like someone who wasn't really part of the culture just like rammed as much of the fucking culture in places where it shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, totally. I think it's cool. I actually really it's like it. It's not though. It's dumb, but it, <laughs> it is I think dumb. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ramp locals arrive and security takes a bunch of bottles off of Radley who's trying to sneak them in. Every time you say that name, it fucking hurts my soul. Did you hear his line? When the when the guy checks to see, check, the guy's like patting him down, right, and pats him down near his crotch and he says, hey, don't touch my Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> Just as many funny lines there are, there are funny lines because of how fucking terrible they are. Yeah, don't touch my Elvis. Don't touch my Elvis. Fucking weird. Um, and then the daggers arrive at the club and they know the security guy, so the security guy just kind of lets them in. Yeah, and, like, we get to see the, like, brother-sister relationship again and he's, like, he leads her in, sits her down, makes sure she's safe and, like, yeah, this is a really sweet, like, relationship between a brother and sister also weirdly close and like way too like protective you know what I mean I, I feel like it kind of the dynamic feels like in the fact that she's like traveled from Indiana to go be with him feels like the last time they were together she was probably a lot younger yeah and I feel like he's got like 
that like macho man, like yeah. toxic masculinity. And, where and he's like, like I'm, an, I'm, I'm an adult and I still think you're 13. Yeah. Is kind of the dynamic it feels like. Yeah. So it's like you have to sit in this chair and no one can come talk to you kind of thing unless they're daggers. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, it's like, yeah, it's, it does feel like he's just not realised that she's an adult now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you also get, I also get like uh, Dom and Mia vibes, Fast and Furious vibes from the first one. Oh, yeah, a little bit. What do you mean? So like Dom is super, like so uh, in the, I mean it's kind of also point breaking. Oh, yeah. So Brian keeps on going to the to the shop, the the, the Toretto market so yeah. he can get the, get the tuna. Yeah. And no, but see, that's the friend who's a little bit overprotective of Mia. Yeah, but Dom a little bit later, later as well. And that you like... In that you trust the crew, you trust the people around, yeah. you trust the gang, and you don't trust anybody, and don't trust anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, I, I mean, obviously, that movie is like 15, 16 years later after this, but I feel like it would have been better if they made him made um, Hook a little bit more um, stoic rather than a little bit like I edgy. I actually think he's the best character in the movie. I he's think he's definitely, way more, I love Josh Brolin, right? But but Corey's kind of like a little bit of a blank slate, right? Other than he wants to be a you know a champion skateboarder. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Is, Hook is way more interesting. Hundred percent agree. I feel look. I'm not saying he was bad at all. What I'm saying is like I feel like it would have been because we get to this point where we're like we understand Hook a little bit, where it almost like when you say Dom Toretto, like it's just like. If he was a little bit more of a stoic villain, then you could kind of be like, mm, yeah, okay, I get you. But he's more of a like he's actually, mental head he's case kind of nuanced. He actually has like, his character actually has like layers. Yeah, but the I don't. The showiness of him the, and the vulnerability he shows with his sister. And I the, feel like and that's inconsistent. See, I, I, I you think that's you inconsistency. Mean. Well, I feel like because of the way it doesn't have justifications or through lines throughout the piece it's more it feels more of an inconsistency rather than subtlety to the performance i think that he is someone who is trying to be tough but is also an overprotective big brother who is putting on a show a little bit for the boys yeah for the boys <laughs> like he's decided yeah. he's going to be a punk and this is how he's doing that but it doesn't necessarily like he at heart he kind of isn't yeah, but see, At that's, heart, that's he the wants thing. to make sure he's wearing the right earrings. There's no like, there's no like scene. Yeah, yeah. See, that was a good scene mm. where he's like, he's really crafting his look. But there's no scene where he's like sitting with the guys and they're like, "You've got to do this," you know. And like, he feels the weight of like his position and leadership. It's not or like not this kind of movie. And yeah, I think it's not a movie where they have skateboard jousts. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I, just, I get what the, you and mean. And it's the same thing that you said at the beginning that like they're all that like this whole gang is guys who are pretending to be tough yeah 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 so they're not going to call each other out on it because they're all doing it except, that's except very for, accurate <laughs> except for ta who is just that dude yeah, yeah like, that's exactly right yeah i feel like if you had someone who was a little bit more like ta in that role like a johnny depp would have pulled that off without he would have had uh, uh that in between the scenes no yeah, maybe we should keep talking through talking through the movie. Okay. So, uh, Chrissy, uh, is this the thrash bash? I guess so. Because it's a thrash bash. 
Okay. Uh, I just liked that they called it a thrash bash. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the name of the party. It's a thrash bash. Yeah. Well done. It's like a monster yeah. bash. Because they're, they're having a bash, but they're also thrashing on the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like with their skateboards with and the- with their like thrash metal. Yep. Yeah. 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 So Corey spots Chrissy across the crowd and gestures for her to come over. And then the band comes on. Fuck yes. What it's a the, showing. It's the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. It's the original lineup of the Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers. This is right after their second album. So it's two albums before they become mainstream popular. Wow. It's two albums before Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which was their big hit album. This is them. They're playing a song from Freaky Styley that was produced by George Clinton of Parliament, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Which is why it's when they were a punk funk band. This is why I I, I love Ellie because I she came she came down this morning because I was watching the movie this morning again as I always do, um, and. I was, I was like, oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers were just in this movie before. And she's like, I fucking know. Like, I heard the song. She knows way more about, like, cool <laughs> music. And she'll always be so much more fucking cool than I am. I remember listening to this song going, is this one of their songs? Like, I don't remember this song. This is what they used to sound like. Yeah. Yeah. This is my <laughs> this is my era of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Up until, like, blood, like uh, whatever the album is after Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Is, is kind of my era of Chili Peppers, which is why, like, fucking, now that they do... They've been weird cats from, like, day dot. Yeah, hey. which is why now that they, you know, do, like, basically pop rock. Yeah. Uh, it kind of doesn't really interest they, me. It just doesn't yeah. really interest me. <laughs> they don't make bad music. I don't, no, think. I don't think they make terrible music. I just don't think their music is... They were, like, wildly experimental. Like, yeah. nutsly experimental. And they were punk a punk funk band <laughs> right and now they make kind of okay rock music you know what i mean so it's just i i had no idea they they even used to sound like this <laughs> yeah that's my that's my <laughs> chili pepper vibe i remember like i was dead set watching it on it's weird that they wouldn't play one of their songs. And I was like, I'm not going to mention it because I don't know. That <laughs> it is. Everyone's um, having a, having a pretty good time. There's this bit where, where Corey keeps on moving through the crowd and standing next to women who like check him out. And then he moves <laughs> I didn't I did there's not all these kinds it. of businesses happening. Like, so Boz goes to the bar and runs into some daggers and people are avoiding each other. And the, the MC throws a skateboard and it knocks the, and knocks the drinks out of his. So there's all this kind of like just business happening all over the club and stuff but the main thing that's happening is, is Josh Brolin and one of the businesses piece of business with Josh Brolin is that he keeps on like he moves a girl looks him up and down he kind of gives him a little smile and moves again and then another girl looks him up and down <laughs> and then he goes I mean, you would though and then um, as everybody's kind of moshing he comes through the mosh to grab Chrissy and pull her, and pull her out of the, out of the club and then outside they have their kind of they actually meet each other for the yeah. first time. They have their meet cute. Is it a meet cute if someone grabs your hand and leads you away? Yeah, or I think it, it still is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because they clearly like I'm I thought a meet cute was like a accidental meeting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of is though. Because this, this is, is definitely this is them, intentional on Josh Brolin's half. This is them. This is Romeo and Juliet running into each other at the party. Oh fuck! It is too. There are so shut up, Keith. When I did when I did my so when I did my mashup trailer, yeah, I replaced the scenes in the Baz Luhrmann's really, Romeo and Juliet where they're looking through the fish tank with these shots. Fuck it is, and too. you can cut them together. It is the exact same scene. Yep, like looking at them across the crowd is looking through the fish tank. Yes, in the Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah. 
Because uh, there's obviously not a fish tank in the in the in um, the play in the like, Shakespearean <laughs> play. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if you're doing a mashup of the trailers, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. They define thrashing for the kids, so the kids understand what thrashing is. <laughs> They're just thrashers, man. We thrash. What do you thrash? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's the second. Uh, is this the second movie in a row where there's a there's a like a rebel without a cause and reference? <laughs> isn't there one in the world? Well, isn't no, there one in every eighties movie? There's one in Rapid Fire. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She tells him that Hook is her brother. She's a Montague. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a Capulet. Oh, he's a, oh, she's a Capulet. Um, the other way around. Yes. Strange Islands. Yeah, I noticed that, and it uh, had to get Kean in to have a look at it because I had to draw a diagram. Because it was just, it just, there was something off about it. Something felt off about the way the camera angles were when they were talking to each other against the fence. I thought that they they were cheating it somehow and like shooting it both from the same angle or something because I could just something wasn't quite right and Kean figured it out. And it's that her eye line is not matching where he is standing against the fence. So there's a scene where they both lean against the fence. He's facing the the no, he's facing the fence and she's facing facing away. And they do a two shot that establishes them. And then they do uh, coverage on her and coverage on uh, coverage on him. And on the coverage on her, she's looking past the camera in the entirely wrong direction. Uh, She's looking she should be looking to the other side other side of camera. Yep. yep, So the eye line is just completely completely off. But as I said to Kira, you can do that in a conversation, right? Like you don't necessarily need to be looking. As I said to Kira, it makes the composition better. So because you've got the fence, it just compositionally looks better for her to be looking the, looking the other way, even though it doesn't make sense from a from a eyeline an eyeline point of view. That's a very cool pickup, though. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like? Was, were you watching it and just being like, the vibe is a little? Yeah, weird I was here. like, something's not right, and I couldn't figure it out, and I was thrown because he was facing the opposite direction. So I thought it was something to do with cheating camera angles or something. Cause I thought maybe Kira's, the fence Kira's is initial to be question on was how is the fence both behind both of them? Yeah. Because well, the, it well, just not didn't... behind both of them. It was because it was swapping sides of the frame. So I, yeah, so I, I, thought, know I thought that that was a problem. It turned out that wasn't the problem. The problem was that her island her, was She's off. just looking the entire wrong That's way. That's a fucking very detailed pickup. That's the type of in-depth insight you get into 80s skateboarding movies here on Weird Kid Video. That, it's a fucking impressive pickup. Like, I was just not paying that much attention. Well done, you. That's a real sharp eye. Um, Thank you. No worries. I love in this scene. Is this the scene where he starts teaching it? Oh, i got to stop asking that question, eh? Is this the... It is, in fact. Yeah. yeah. Why does he have a skate? I know it's a skateboard club, but why did he bring his skateboard? Because, because it's a skateboard it's club. A, they take their skateboards everywhere. It's a thrash bash. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, even when I was younger and, like, the things that I did defined who I was. I didn't bring my skateboard everywhere. Like, I didn't fucking take my skateboard to parties. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But you weren't invited to any thrash bashes, yeah, were you? I mean, <laughs> it wasn't in the 1980s and you didn't live in Dogtown, motherfucker. It's funny, like, with scenes like that back in the day, like the generation before us. You're looking at me. I mean, I was a child. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, was no, like look, four. You, you were like almost like a, like, cultural generation before us, right? Like a, a Kind of, yeah. Like a I mean, 80s to 90s Who even knows how generations work anymore? But yeah. 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 So, yeah. like, was that how hard scenes were back in the day? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like if you were a surfer, you took your surfboard to <laughs> That's a little different. You need the ocean to surf. You don't need the you don't need to 
You can skate anywhere. So if you were into devil sticks, oh you took God. your devil sticks. <laughs> You know, I, I think, was like, I, I was like, this I is, think this will be a short podcast today. I, know, <laughs> I mean, I have a lot to talk about, but I don't think I have, I think that, I have really perked up. I think the difference with this particular scene is also this particular scene in this particular place. I don't think every skateboarding scene was would have been like this. It's a little bit more realistic in basically the birthplace yeah. of skateboarding. Very true. Yeah, very that's true. What, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, this is the center of the skateboarding universe. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. And Great it's a call. thrash bash. So it's literally <laughs> like a. Oh how many times are you going to squeeze let's thrash? Let's say it as many times as we can. But it's also, it is, a, it's like it's a skateboarding themed <laughs> party. You're is, kind of supposed to bring is this thrash bash, True. Is Thrash Bash this week's nice doing business with you? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to go to a Thrash Bash? Yeah, nice doing business with you. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, Corey offers to teach her how to skate and she kind of already knows. She does I a little that. pirouette yeah. and stuff. And then and then I love the way she kicks the board back to him. Like, that takes, like, skill. The fucking yeah. pirouette takes a lot of balance. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like you have to have skated for a while to, like, be confident to do more than one turnaround. Like, if you're doing 180... You can kind of throw your hips around. If you're doing more than 180, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And they, they talk about the uh, LA Massacre, the downhill, and, and a little bit about how dangerous it is. We do a little bit of uh, setup for that. And then we get a we get the uh, kind of the love montage. The, yeah. The some of it's really cute and some of it's a little over the top. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's really interesting about it is the fact that it's clearly just shot gorilla style. It's mm. clearly just like a camera and the director running and maybe a producer running around through what is clearly a real carnival and um, and just grabbing stuff yeah. because there's extras looking at the, again, extras looking at the camera all, all over the place. It started, it started when she started to learn how to skate, but the fact that she's running around barefoot fucking makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like it, there's something that like now when I look at, like as an adult, when I look at people running around barefoot, I'm like, there's probably so much glass in that fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a hidden errant stone and then like her ankles just going to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, it's probably better than running around in high heels, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. I wouldn't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, they jump on a on a jumping castle, and then they kind of teleport to Hollywood Boulevard from Venice to Hollywood Boulevard. He does a flip, a wall flip, to, yep. to impress her, and she claps so she, impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was one of the too much moments. Yeah, yeah. and they start getting <laughs> a little really cute. They though. start getting a little close with each other, like hugging and kind of holding hands and stuff. There's the gag with the casual sex sign. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I loved or hate that, but I, I I think I liked it because like he walked past and looked at it like, oh, we're going to have casual sex. And they went past because this is a more meaningful relationship. Yeah. And also, also she kind clearly, of rolls her eyes and yeah, pulls she rolls them her eyes. Yeah. And also like clearly just improvised by where they were. Yeah. Like it's clearly just a piece that they just did. Like they came up with it, and then just did it and they just did it. It feels like, like they just kind of took them places and let them they, like, they literally did. They just, oh. well, they just walked around. Yeah. The other thing about the sequence, there's no dialogue, you know yeah. why? Cause yeah. they didn't have a fucking sound recorders with them. Because it's really just, bad ADR at the end. Which is what I was going to get to next. Horrendous so ADR. So she, so she, they clearly just had her improvise, pointing at a clock and saying something mm. because it's late at night, right? And then the ADR is not even trying to match. Like they don't, don't even try. 
Um, Doesn't even show their faces when they're She's talking, but it does not match oh, at really? all as she's pointing at the clock. Oh, my God, look how late it is. We better go. Come on, I got the pool competition in four hours. They then do a scene where he drops her off back at home and there's another ADR yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. I'll call um, you next week. About how she won't be at the comp, which is weird to begin with. I'm not sure why she's not there. Mm. Also, Hook is not there, by the way. Hook mm. is not at that, at that, comp at that competition. Yeah. There's just a couple of the other daggers. I wonder if that's an availability thing. Like they could only, we'll talk about that in a second. But I don't think that it's fucking Josh Brolin in that scene. Oh, really? It's shot from behind and I'm pretty sure it's just a stand-in in a wig. It's her <laughs> across the street going yeah. into the house with her bad ADR line and then there's an, a bad ADR line from him and I don't think that it's him. Yeah, right. very easily could not be. Yeah. Um, it's the wig. Uh, like I swear it's some, It's just a dude wearing a wig in, in his costume. Right. Yeah. Inside, Hook is waiting like an angry dad. He's been up <laughs> yeah. all night. Don't drink that. Yeah. The juice in the fridge. She pours yeah. herself a glass of juice and he's like, no, 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 don't drink that. That's rank. Yeah. I love, that's a really fun detail. Like yeah. That was that's, a good detail. That's, that's a fun detail of like you're in a house that is just a bunch of like skate kids and stuff and it's not even clear who really, if like who lives there and who's just like squatting. And, yeah. There and is then, a shot of yeah. some of the girls that live in that house like later on and I swear one of the girls is like, a 50-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the, exactly the scene. That you're talking, <laughs> okay, that you're okay. About, yeah. And then they, yeah, they have another kind of interaction that um, he's in charge and that, you know, he's there to, like, um, he's got to look out, out for her. And then Chrissy retorts with, like, well, maybe I was sent to look out, look out for you. Yeah, you're a fucking you, mess. You sent, I'm here to take care you of you. You sent a photo of us, uh, you sent a photo of yourself back to us looking like a wild Indian. <laughs> Um, which, but like legit, like he's got like one earring and a ponytail that looks like something has died on the back of his fucking head. Yeah, <laughs> his look is very Adam Ant in from Adam and the Ants in in the Kings of the Wild Frontier era. Yeah, which was um, when Adam Ant, who's a British musician, uh, basically culturally appropriated, looking like a native, dressing like a Native American, mm. and it became like kind of an in style within like alternative culture and skate culture. Yeah. So there's that kind of, that's they kind of, that dead kind of set do native American face paint later. Yes, they do. He literally <laughs> does like, he does like punk war paint. Yeah. He's clearly inspired by, by native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy tells Hook that she met a guy, Corey, and Hook is pissed when he, he finds out that he's from the Valley. Yeah. yeah. And she should only hang out with daggers. He's kind of cute about it at first before he realizes what. Yeah. It's like, ooh, Corey. Yeah, I actually <laughs> like love that. that. Kind of like teasing my little sister. He's got a little crush. Oh, are you gonna work? He's from the valley. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dagger. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, um, but like, he has daggers that are from the valley. Like, that's what confused me a little bit. Well, yeah, Ralph from the Valley. <laughs> yeah, good old he's called, Ralph. Monk, he's called Monk now. <laughs> uh, Velvet Swoon comes into the kitchen and asks Hook <laughs> to come back to bed. And frankly, I would never have left it. No, I love that she comes in and goes, hey, Scarface, you coming, coming back, back to, to bed? bed? Yeah, like, <laughs> so like, good. Like, like who the fuck been, do you think you are? You know that he's just been bitching to her like, all night. <laughs> she's, had to put up with his, she's had to put up with his overprotective bullshit all night. Like, how, Talking about how, how he's a do, gangster. How could she do this to me? I'm trying to run an empire. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god um and then we get to the delmar pool comp 
This is sick. Yeah. Love this. Corey gears up and we get a PA that explains everything that's happening to us. Yay. So that we understand what's going on. the real question here is who's going to pull off the McTwist? Yeah, McTwist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see um, some kids skating in the pool. Yeah, I mentioned that spot before. That's called the Keyhole Pool and it was a legend- it was a legendary spot. And you guys probably didn't pay much attention to the other skaters, but did you notice the uh, younger looking kid in the orange helmet? I remember seeing an orange helmet. No? No. That is 13-year-old Tony Hawk. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. That's fantastic. That is 13-year-old Tony what Hawk. What a legend. Yes. He was already that good at that at that stage. Fuck. He's not famous yet. He's no. just 13-year-old Tony Hawk. It's like fucking Ryan Sheckler when he was just fucking doing the most hectic tricks at 11. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I was it's keeping a- an eye out for him too because I had a feeling that he was in this, but I didn't. Yep. Um, so yeah, of this course he had a fluoro fucking helmet on. An the orange, nerd. Such <laughs> a nerd. Um, yeah, so this is the Delmar Skate Ranch, um, which is where the some of the first bowl competition skating competitions ever happened. It was demolished the year after this. Oof. So skateboarding enthusiasts and skateboarding fans, one of the other reasons they love this movie is because it's a document of a place that is really famous in skateboarding history. And it was demolished because the developer, the owner, was building a hotel nearby and didn't want skate kids bringing down his property value. (laughs) Isn't it weird? Isn't it so fucking weird that even today you have like TikToks or like YouTube videos of people who don't like skaters. Yeah. Well, they're a bad element. (laughs) It's it's so bizarre that it's been a thing since the 60s and it's still got that fucking vibe to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Very strange. There's some cool uh, onboard camera shots from like POV of the actual skateboard. Yeah. Which in that era means there is just a film camera strapped to a, to a yeah. skateboard. Oh, hectic. So they're I probably using, yeah, there's no GoPros. <laughs> Wild. So it's probably a smaller film camera. So it could be like a 16 millimeter camera. So it's a smaller camera and smaller lens. But that's still like a bulky camera between your feet on a skateboard that you are then skating in a pool using. They probably would have just been like, well, this is going to break at some point. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you kind of see how we see how dangerous it is to skate in a in a concrete pool uh, as we see a, a skater wipe out and then um, Corey's on deck. Yeah, see, I, I remember like that bumping me, that like I bumped up against that a little bit because like you see these wipeouts and you got like skating can be dangerous. Like there are some big heavy hits that you can take while skating. But like in a pool – one of the like riskiest things would surely be like landing on the ledge, like nicking the yeah. ledge with like or your just head dragging, or like being dragged on the concrete. But like, like just- a bit of a bit of concrete rash, a little bit of um, gravel rash isn't that bad, you know what I mean? But it gets like built up to be like one of the worst things that you can feel. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah. like it's like they're like. <laughs> Dealing Basically with what's it. on my leg right now. Yeah, but like the way they portray it in a movie, it's like, oh, he's so badly hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but they need to play it, play it up. And really, this is just about building the the uh, the the uh, you know the the grudge between the daggers and the the ramp locals because the daggers watching during Corey's run drop some jacks onto the into the bowl. And what part of Romeo and Juliet is this, Cam? Uh, that's a good question. Would it be perhaps when, like, Benfolio and Mercutio are dueling? No, that's later. Okay. <laughs> okay. That is later. 
Um, Can we just rewind to the beginning of this scene? The um, the sort of gearing up montage that happens before the, at the at the beginning of this this scene, where everybody's like putting on their wrist guards, and that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the gearing up montage is putting on these fluoro wrist guards. I just that was just I just enjoyed that. It's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's I live love in how the, fucking cool the skating was. In <laughs> I the love scene the look well. of the eighties like yeah. pad, pads and stuff because it's all like bright color, really bright, bright yeah. colors, and nobody wears bright. Everybody wears like black pads now. Nobody yeah. wears like you know red strap with yellow with yellow yeah. hard pieces. Yeah. Yeah. The style in the fucking race at the end, the st- all the fucking yeah. bohemian styles was so dope. I have yeah. this, I have this awesome book that's from the 1980s that's about like skateboarding, yeah. and it's all this style, like it's all like like bad, uh, like like Fuck fluoro yeah. colors and things. And it's about it's a it's a, like a kids book about skateboarding, and they explain skateboarding in like the dumbest way that you could possibly <laughs> imagine. You could tell there was a point in time where like skateboarding fashion almost went into like. The fluoro ski jacket style fashion. It kind of was, yeah, it kind of was. Um, and then, yeah, and then kind of, well, and then people like Tony Alva are responsible for like dragging it into, dragging the um, the kind of graffiti influence into, yeah. into, sca- into skateboarding. So all of his like early skateboard releases and stuff were, had that, got that kind of mm-hmm. style to it. And it, it actually comes from, so in the Dogtown documentary, they talk about the fact that Jeff Ho, who was the, he was a surfboard uh, shaper, but he always painted his, he painted his skateboards like they were Latino hot rods. Yeah. Like he used like graffiti and pinstripe. Stripe. I was going to say there's a heavy like Latino gang yeah. influence. Yeah, here. and that kind of gr- that also is then expressed in the graffiti, and then that comes into skateboarding, and so you get this kind of like all the all the you know tombstone and skull yeah. imagery, and sp- even the spider thing is very. Is yeah, very that's what that, I loved as well. I love the portrayal era. of um, Corey, how he's this you know valley boy, but his aesthetic is still the like spider webs and yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, but so Corey gets wiped out because the because TA throws some some jacks into the into the pool. Oh, that's TA. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. got he's so he's got the blonde streak in yep, his hand. Yep, 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 yep. That's Tony Alba. Um, he's missing a tooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Surely you just like pick up a jack and be like, There's jacks in the pool, like can I yeah, do my run again? That, like the the judges should have recognized that that's what happened. Yeah. Like- yeah, but I don't think the, the the movie is not really interested in the in the consequences of that beyond setting up the grudge with the dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but still. <laughs> yeah, so afterwards he's seen by a, a medic and, yeah, Tyler shows him the jacks yeah. while the daggers are literally laughing in the background. And then they're kind of... <laughs> They're so close to sitting in the background like the yeah, fucking crows like, in a Disney movie just yeah. like going, yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah, subtle, super yeah. subtle. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they're um, chatting in a in a skate store that's that's at Del Mar, and they spot Sam Flood, head of Smash Skates. Yeah, uh, he practically invented skateboarding. He did not. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Corey goes over to chat with him, um, and Sam knows who he is. He's kind of heard, he's heard about him, and he says to him, if he wins the downhill, he'll sign him to skate with Smash Skates, and invites. Corey to go check out the, his factory the factory the next day, mm. and this is really just about giving Corey a kind of a, kind of a goal. Yeah, this um, character is very intense about his. He's kind of it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird so, performance. First of all, he's like selling wares out of a white van at a at a kids skating co- conference, um, but then he invites one to uh, come back and then describes some of the kids that he sponsors as hot. 
Um, and then he hot p- within skateboarding, not hot as in. Yeah, like, he still he still describes him as hot. Okay, no, I don't think that that's weird. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, this is a very intense character who like cares a lot about this his skating and also uses. You have this like thing where it, as soon as there is an adult man that is talking to somebody who is vaguely a teenager, <laughs> you think that there's something weird going on. No, is it the no, exact same fucking thing phrasing. in Iron Eagle. It's phrasing. There are things that happen where you just like. In in real life, if this was happening, someone would have questions about it. You know what I mean? If, if it's not the people he involved, runs, he's like a he runs. A, this is how this shit used to work. He like, runs, I know runs a skateboarding brand. fourteen year old. He's an analog for like a, he's for real types of people. But if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, like maybe not use the word hot. Like when you describe the people, all the boys that I I sponsor, you know, they're champions. They're hot. And it's just like, mm, yeah, it makes sense. But like, maybe use another word. Also, be less intense about <laughs> the fucking skateboard wheels. Why did he tell him to bite the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Questionable thing. Because what do because you get like, out of knowing because how it, I'm not saying what these questions are inferring. It's like questionable things. I don't think that that's questionable. It's just I want to know why. You questioned it. But not in a, I think he's creepy. <laughs> I'm not, I want to know not what saying the, anything. Okay. Is, it like biting a, is it like biting pearls? Don't make pearls? me turn this podcast around. <laughs> is it the same as like scratching pearls on your teeth to know they're real? Like it's what? It's kind of... So it's like, look at how strong and also like soft this thing this thing is. That you can bite it. You can bite into it. Yeah, it I mean, polyurethane wheels. You can bite into it and it, you uh, like dent it, but you can't break it or deform it. Yeah. Right. Right. Where okay. like wheels also, before that, you could like chip. Yes. Right. You can okay. take a chunk out of. Yeah. Um, also, it's the only thing that would survive a nuclear blast. Yeah. yeah so like it's just intense they're about definitely things. not like eco-friendly. It's a, like, it, like it's alive? Yeah. <laughs> it will survive? Also, like... It, it, would it take over from a human race? Also, I love the, the way he describes a skateboard. He's like, there's this seven, seven plies. plies. Yeah. It's like, yep, it's made out of plywood. Like, yep, we're very, very impressed. He's just a very intense character. Yeah. Uh, and we don't really learn anything new in this. He ends nope. up having to take a phone call and just walking away. It just, <laughs> it just, and that's the end of the scene. And then we get to the Hollywood montage. Oh, my God. The wigs. Yeah, lots of doubles. Lots, lots of doubles. Lots of, of doubles. Um, yeah, the, they, the ramp locals skate down Hollywood Boulevard. Mm. Um, and this is another gorilla sequence. Um, and this was all shot by Stacey Polt. Yeah. This had the feel of like mixtapes that we would see of like the Vulcan mixtapes of mm-hmm. like our generation. Yeah, it's shot in his style. Yeah, yeah. all the, I think most of the sequences that are shot like this are Stacy Peralta sequences. Yeah, man, they're all completely his style. In fact, you get more people looking at cameras. Yeah, at one point you can see a producer running after them, holding a piece of paper. He's <laughs> also on the edge of frame. Like he dips into the edge of frame at one point when there's a cameraman running behind them, following them. It's also interesting to look at Hollywood. Boulevard in this era because it's changed a bunch, but there's also things that are just kind of still the same. Mm. They skate past the El Capitan Theater, which is still which is still there on the marquee. Um, they're showing the Hitcher, which is a Rooker Howe movie that we are totally oh, going to talk about on this podcast. Yes, it's a great Rooker Howe movie. And they also skate past the Hollywood Scientology Center, and ah. you can see a billboard for Dianetics. Yep. I did not know that. It's still also still there. Is that that blue building? No, it's, it's the so no. That's off. That's the Celebrity Center, which is uh, in a different part of Hollywood. They own lots of property in Hollywood, so okay. that's like the you know the everyday 
walk into the Scientology Center off the street. Right, thing, right, right, you know, right, right. So, um, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. Lots of um, lying down skateboarding by the actual yeah. actors. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> lying down a lot, and then and then everything else is people in wigs. Yeah, at a uh, at a Popeyes, Radley. Sends Boz to talk to some girls. Gross's name. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry. And then pulls his pants down. Why uh, are they so mean to this friend of I know. theirs? He's he's the one they make fun of. I know, you but know, why? like our Brody. Yeah, <laughs> very true. I know we make fun of Brody, but we don't. I'm in on the joke. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's in on the joke. Yeah, I, I, I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. You're okay. Um, everything's okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> um, I just feel bad because, like, this guy definitely has vibes of, like, not being neurotypical and gets told to go talk to these women and then gets dacked and every single person in the scene, even his best friends, for laughs a, at him. anybody not from Australia, dacked means having your pants pulled down. <laughs> is that an Australian <laughs> thing, such is Australian it? slang. Oh, but this yeah. is a really sad scene. Getting your dacks pulled down, which uh, is dacks being slang yep. for pants yep. yeah, in Australia. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I felt real awkward watching this, but he seems to feel like he's in on the joke as well, I suppose. Yeah. And then Corey uses a, a payphone. Uh, that's a phone... <laughs> on a wall that you can put coins into to make a phone call for the kids. But yes, why, we know, why do you need <laughs> to put <laughs> coins in to make a call? I don't know. Huh. And what are coins? Um, <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you had actual cash money in your wallet? The, I, I actually have some cash money, um, which is very strange because I normally never don't. I never do. I don't. I think the only time that I've had cash in the past three years in my wallet is because my mum gives me cash for my birthday. I, and that cash yeah. ends up in my yeah. like stays for in my really wallet for long a really long time. time because, because who uses cash anyway? The reasons why I have cash in my wallet. I got it out to go slap at the pokies. It was my birthday. Wow, just so many Australian things I need to explain in that. <laughs> Fuck, man. So just look slapping, it up. If you're, if you're listening to this in another, in another country, <laughs> just look up the words that he said and maybe it'll make sense to you. Maybe it won't. Go on down Bolo. Have oh a my. slap on the dikes. Oh, my God. Um, destroying our international appeal. <laughs> um, or I was... I recently just got engaged, so I was given some money for an engagement present. There you go. Yeah. Other than that, I basically have a bowl of change that will do nothing for the rest of yeah, <laughs> lifetime. Of yeah. 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 Occasionally, also that is will trade his. He'll give the cash to me because I'll spend it, and I'll give him money into his account oh, so he can spend smart. it. Yeah, I wish I, I had. I that. also think that that's something that is very. Australia was one of the first countries to really adopt the kind of tap and go thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Australia is basically a kind of cashless society. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, right. which I think is. I mean, the rest of the world's not really not. As Especially, I think America is still very cash based. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and mm. I apologize to to the American <laughs> audience. But also, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, don't remember, that, I don't care that much. Remember when, like, you had to pay the pizza guy in like actual cash, and, and there was have a purpose, enough, and have money for the tip have and the, everything. Have, yeah, or have the like exact change for things. Yeah, mm. well, there was a purpose for those bowls of coins yeah. that you had. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Corey uses a payphone to call Chrissy. That's what we, where we were when we started this <laughs> 10 million years ago. Uh, but gets Hook and Hook. Because he calls the landline, which is also a thing that we don't really have. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing we used to do. Hook threatens Corey to, to stay away mm. uh, and does a fun hang up on him. One more thing. Shit. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, classic too. landline guys. Yeah. And Corey at night skates around uh, to transition us 
to the dagger's house where he um, sneaks up to the house and peeks through a window <laughs> to see the daggers fucking around and then sneaks down the side of the house and then looks at another window where he sees the 50-year-old woman that you <laughs> hanging out with Velvet. Yeah, who is that? Is that meant to be her house? It's, it's one of the daggerettes. Yeah. It's just one of the lady daggers. She is either weathered or she's the mother of one of the children that are there. Yeah. Um, he climbs up a tree to kind of get up to the house, but once he gets onto the roof, he slips and falls and hangs in the tree as Chrissy comes down around the south side of the house to find him hanging out of the tree. It's the fucking balcony scene. I was just about I to I thought ask you were going to quote. My love sprung from my only hate. <sighs> too early seen unknown and too late that I must love a loathed enemy. That's three. <laughs> Velvet, swoon, comes to the window and spots Corey. She agrees not to tell Hook, but tells tells Chrissy that she needs to get Corey out of here right now. And then they leave together. That's a similar dynamic from something in, in Romeo and Juliet too, isn't it? She's kind of the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sherilyn Fenn is kind of the nurse in Romeo and Juliet who has a lot of interaction with Juliet and... In the, who knows? In the balcony scene, yeah, yeah. she knows. Kind is of the Capulet's version of the father, uh, yeah. the the priest. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, to who Juliet kind of confides in and has all that kind of business with. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's another another slight, very slight, but but allu- it's, uh, there, yeah. it's there. Um, they head to a diner where they kind of hang out. They've eaten a very large bowl of ice cream. It looks like yeah. Um, and he gives her his skateboard necklace oh. that he made in shop class. Yeah. <laughs> And he starts telling her about the design for his skateboard when some of the daggers come in and she wants to bail because she doesn't want to be seen, be seen with him. And then at his bitch and Winnie, um, <laughs> he shows her the... <laughs> at his bitch and Winnie. Yeah, I have a good time like, <laughs> making jokes for the yeah. kids. He shows her the design. It's a spider holding a woman it's in a so bad. It's actually pretty bad. It's so, so bad. Oh, this, this whole you can definitely section tell is uh, so cringy. He drew it in like one shop class and like thought he was a really talented artist. And he's like, this is my design. I'm so cool and edgy. And, and <laughs> she kind of challenges him on his bullshit. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. She's kind of like, do you want to be grandma like that? Like, what are you doing? Like, mm. that does not look pleasant. <laughs> yeah. And then she grabs him and throws him to the bed. Because that's how it, what he likes, apparently, due mm. to this picture. And they uh, consummate their passions. <laughs> the song is very literal. <laughs> the song in this scene, Let Love Begin, it's so literal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some lines from it? No, but just just have a, if you're going to watch the movie, just have a listen to the lines of the lyrics and just, yeah, it's pretty cringy. It's, <laughs> it's pretty horrible. With just From such different worlds apart Have touched each other's heart Like candles in the dark If it's time for us, we've got to take it Take the chance, the chance to make it And it's really long. Yeah. This sequence is really long. There's lots of shots. I get the impression that this movie was struggling to make runtime. <laughs> and they decided no, this was the scene they were going to stretch out. <laughs> they add a lot of monta- montages, skateboarding montages, and they do stretch portions out. And I literally think it's so that we could get to like 86 minutes <laughs> so that we had a feature length experience. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
Add all the skating you want to this movie. It was not the worst part of this movie. The skating was definitely the highlight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I could watch a whole movie of the skating montages. <laughs> yeah. like the skating montages are fun. Yeah. yeah. He drops her off back at home. More horrendous ADR. Yeah. Is mm. this when we get the line where it's like, I'll call you next week, or is that the one before it? It's this one, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, call me tomorrow. <laughs> no, call me tomorrow. Yeah. Don't wait three days. But, like, also, like, that's a fair shout. Like... I'll call you next week. What the fuck? Like I've, <laughs> I've seen you like three times in the last like two days. Call me hours, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. As he skates off, Hook and Monk are just hanging out in a bush. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird. You can see him. They're just fucking around in a bush nearby and they give chase with tons more daggers. I don't know where they got the other daggers, the other daggers from, <laughs> but they chase him. The song Wild in the Streets is by the Circle Jerks. Hey. Oh, I finally get to hear the Circle Jerks. Yeah. Uh, it's a good it's a good song. Wonder um, if he ever made it to be their keyboard. No, I do not believe he did. Well he died in that movie, Brody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was gunned down in an alleyway. The wild thing we're referring to uh, uh who was it in Wild Paul thing? in Wild Paul thing. in Wild Thing, yeah. Yep. Uh fuck my memory. How do I know that? <laughs> uh one of the daggers plows into a street sweeper. Yeah, this truck is so slow. It's so slow. It's so Corey slow. goes round it. This is like the uh, the rolling machine out of Austin Powers. Slow kind no. of thing. He could have missed it so much. Yeah, um, and there's some pretty. There is some pretty fast downhill stuff in this sequence. They mm. chase him into a into a car park on the ground floor, Fuck. and then they skate down. Dude, bring back yeah. some memories. Bombing car parks though. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Do you guys spot the cat? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a cat. Is that running. intentional? No. Is that an intentional a, just, cat? No, it's just a cat. That was <laughs> Random in, that was cat. Um, also, I did not notice they came in on the ground floor and then and went down. And then they down. go down. <laughs> they go down, down a ramp. Now, well I'm, not, done, I'm not sure of the exact geography of that yeah. car park, but I'm pretty sure there isn't a spiraling down ramp from the ground floor. Yeah, it would be, it would be like in between two hills. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty fun, it's a fun chase. This is one of the things that we're like when I was young and I watched this movie, like this is the shit that I was like well, super, in, super into. This movie is about a down downhill race and this is the first downhilling we get. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the daggers goes off the side of the spiral and kind of just, yeah. just goes he gets to death. run into a wall well, and gets, then somehow launched over yeah, it. Yeah, he gets death wobbles and then jumps over <laughs> instead of just <laughs> crashing into the concrete. And as Ellie said, he was sitting by his side like at the this skateboard point. exploded and flew him through the air. Yeah. yeah. At this point, Ellie was sitting there and was like, so did that guy just die? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he definitely fell a couple of stories. In the location video, so I, the video I watched where they visit the locations, the guy showed the view over and literally the ground is like right there. <laughs> like, so he didn't even, like they make it look like he fell several stories. Yeah. yeah. But literally there is just a piece of soft grass on the other side <laughs> of that other sort of thing. I can't remember the name of the, of the uh, I think it was 80s Life was maybe, if you search it on YouTube, you'll, we'll you'll, link you'll it. find it. Yeah, I'll, I'll link it. Yeah, Corey grabs hold of a bus and then Hook mm. just takes a guy on a scooter hostage yeah. <laughs> and says, chase that bus. <laughs> yeah, this is a bizarre sequence. It's and the little, guy's just like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Corey gets onto the bus while it's moving, which is actually pretty cool. The way that he like very steps in and then reaches back to grab his, to grab his board and then yeah. steps on. And then the bus just stops straight away anyway. <laughs> At a bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just waited a couple of meters. Yeah. Um, 75 cents. 70. I definitely thought it was going to stop and get his ass whooped. And mm. I was like, ooh, okay, yeah, some like real action. 75 it cents. It only costs 75 cents to catch the bus. The I wish it was still that cheap. The bus. I mean, we the, are very lucky where we are. The bus into town it's, used to cost me 50 cents from we, where I live to get into, into the CBD, into the central. <laughs> 
cost me 50 cents. So I'd have to, you know, steal 50 cent pieces from my mother or ask her for 50 cent pieces. So I'd get a bus into town, see my girlfriend, or go get, to the movies. Get coins from that bowl at your front door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back when we had cash. Hook gets on the bus and looks for him. It's like a slow stalking sequence yeah. through, the, through the bus and the bus driver's like, yeah, 75 cents, <laughs> but can't find him because he's on top of the bus. Somehow, really quickly. Does not make Magically sense. on top of the bus. Um, but it's okay because Monk knows where their ramp is. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Monk. Ralph. <laughs> and then the uh, the daggers burn down the ramp local's ramp and uh, and drink. That fire is massive. Like That fire yeah. is like clearly out of control. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. <laughs> yep. And then the next day the locals survey the damage and uh, good for them. I mean, they probably could have been figured it out on their own, but the only part of the ramp that isn't burnt has graffiti that, sa- graffiti that says daggers rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah uh, every time I know I mention her a lot but every time there's a scene like this Ellie always says something like yeah that was smart like because a guy takes off his shirt like throws it in the fire yeah and Ellie was like oh that's smart just leave some evidence behind I'm like they're not gonna get the cops like <laughs> first of all they're in Dogtown like one of them is living in a camper trailer one cops aren't a, fucking coming about a fucking skate ramp that's been burnt down yeah and then the very as soon as she finishes and it's like it's just uh, spray painted daggers <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're not worrying about evidence. No, they, they want you to know. <laughs> they did it, yeah. The ramp locals roll up on the Daggers house to call up Mark. Oh, no, no, no. First of all, they do very aggressive carving back and forth on the on the uh, footpath to yeah, get yeah. there. Well, <laughs> on, when they're on their way, little Stevie eats it. <laughs> oh, you don't know? You didn't know? So little Stevie eats it and then Corey goes to help him, which is why Corey rolls up late to the Oh, I didn't even daggers. see that. See, I didn't notice that. I was way too absorbed by um, who was the blonde kid? Uh, Tyler. Tyler being real like, oh, I'm <laughs> tough and aggressive and then doing these like, uh, 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 like carving back and forth on the, yeah. on the sidewalk. So ty- at the house, Tyler calls out Monk. Hook comes out casual as fuck with his box of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> like really it. It's like, oh, hi, it's the Ramp Locals. Uh, hi oh, there. Yeah, hi, Good the to see locals. you today. Yeah. Um, Tyler wants money for the ramp and hits Monk with his skateboard and then kind of su- sucker punches him. This is Mercutio and, and Yes, Tybalt. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, this is yeah. the this is the thing. So obviously in Romeo and Juliet, Mercutio is killed in this scene, but that doesn't that yeah. doesn't happen in this. Um, Hook comes over and kicks. Well, he basically kick. is because he doesn't really do anything. Well, Tyler comes scenes. over. Uh, Hook comes over and just kicks Tyler in the nuts. <laughs> just completely, <laughs> yeah. just low blows him, um, and then knocks him down. Corey gets finally gets there with little Stevie and goes at Hook with Chrissy getting in between them. And we get the absolute classic piece of the dialogue exchange. It's just a game, right, Valley Boy? It's just a game, right, Valley Boy? You like games, right, Valley Boy? Tonight, meet me at Bronson Canyon Halfpipe, 9 o'clock. Joust. Yeah, right. be there. No, you be there. You shut up, you little punk. (laughs) (laughs) That is so burned into my brain because we would just roll it back and watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking. I love this movie. (laughs) I love this movie so much. Yeah, there is there is some fucking nuggets of gold in this movie. Yeah, it's just a good time. It is really silly and stupid and badly acted and even badly made through large portions of it. But it's just such a good time. Yeah. It is a very good time. I love this movie. Yeah. If we're talking Romeo and Juliet analogue, 
What would the joust be? It's it's um when Romeo, Romeo kills Tybalt. Yeah, but he loses the joust. Yeah, but it's not because we're not doing exactly Romeo mm, and Juliet, okay. but we're just doing the pieces and it's just taking the structure and then just doing it differently. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. The Ramplicals collect Tyler and leave. Chrissy goes to talk to Corey, but and Hook tries to stop her, but she she goes anyway. And then they have a have kind of a fight. Um, he doesn't want either of them to get hurt. He could risk not getting sponsored if he can't race the downhill. And he's pissed with her and and storms off with 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 his boys. Back at the dagger house, Chrissy confronts Hook, and he's like super amped about the joust. <laughs> so stoked about some, it. Some some fine acting. Yeah, he's just giving Corey a fair chance. Velvet Swoon, uh, are you with us or against us? To, to Chrissy. Yeah. And then we, we're gearing up for the joust. Yep. It's such a good, <laughs> such a good time. So uh, Hook puts on his war paint. Yep. Yep. Um, and we get to see the ponytail in, like, glory. Yep. Corey's tightening up his wheels. Uh, Velvet Swoon cuts off a lock of her hair so that she can put it on a hoop earring for, for, for Hook to wear. I did not pick that up. Yeah, yeah that's what okay. she's doing. She's cutting off a piece of her hair, and then later, in a, like literally two shots later, she puts it into onto the hoop. So he's got the, uh, a hoop earring, a big hoop earring with a with a piece of her hair on it for luck. Um, okay. Yeah, Chrissy tucks away the skateboard necklace because they need to put her in the montage and give her something to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone converges at the Bronson Canyon ramp. Uh, this is in Griffith Park in LA, and it's still there. You can visit it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's just a culvert. Like it's just yeah. a, it's just a rainwater runoff. Uh, one of the few places that's still there. The Daggers House is gone. It got uh, bulldozed not long after the movie, and there's just apartment buildings there now. Mm. And I fucking love this sequence. I, it's so, it's so <laughs> dumb, but it's so much fun. It is real Smoke fucking dumb and backlit, yeah. and all the kids are hold, <laughs> it's lit by kids holding road flares, yeah. red road flares. Like it just has this like style to it yeah. that is. Very, it feels very Lost Boys, but it's before the Lost Boys. Yeah, and it's really that initial shot where they're like on both sides, and it's like they're going to war, and yeah, it's, just, oh, it's, it's so, so much, but it's perfect. It's just so. I love cool. how the ramps are like. Well, it's not even a ramp. <laughs> yeah, but the ramps are like it's such a low angle that they yeah. can't even really come at each other very hard or fast. It's so also, it's really just like gently coming at each yeah. other. And look, watching the, the the kind of the location video, I was shocked by how small it is. They yeah. make it look really big, like a big space in mm. the movie, but it's actually really tight. Oh, they have um, so bad. And so, like in in, in universe, are yeah. they like trying to say that skateboard jousting is a thing at this time? Because <laughs> there are so. no questions asked, no rules laid out. He knows what he's there to do. It's so good. Like, oh. If it's not a real thing, it should still be a real thing. And so skateboard <laughs> jousting, let me get this right. Let me see if I know it's what just the rules fun. are. It's, it's literally you start off on your skateboards, going down a ramp at each other, holding bommy knockers at the end of are just plushy hearts. Yeah. And they are heart-shaped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they look like they're made out of beanbag material. Yeah. And at some point... You're both going to lose your boards and you can just start punching each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, the rules yeah. of jousting. So they, they, they pass each other a few times with their, with their um, 
It's a flail with a beanbag on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Knocker's a good. I haven't heard the, the phrase Tommy Knocker in a very, very long right? time. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they pass each other a few times, ducking each other until uh, Hook takes out Corey's legs. At this point, Christy and Velvet Swoon arrive late. Um, Velvet Swoon uh, has her painted, her face painted white with flames yeah. on her cheeks. Um, That's probably why she got there late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes time. It does. Yeah. And she had to make the earring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hook. He hits Corey while he's down and then celebrates with his boys and then does a fucking flying elbow yeah. out yeah. of nowhere and then Corey hits him out of the air. Yeah. It's great. I love this bit. Yeah. It's- what the fuck am I watching in this bit? <laughs> Like, seriously. I kind of wish more of the movie was like this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I kind of wish more of the movie was this style. I feel like mm. this is the section that was lifted from Roller Boys. <laughs> well, Roller Boys is long after this. Yeah. Roller Boys is not as But 90s. I feel like this is, like, almost a post-apocalyptic skate thing. I, I think that you could have, you could have pushed this movie like way further yeah. and made it about slightly like Venice as this post-apocalyptic yeah. landscape and made it like even more extre- extreme. Yeah, 100%. I would yeah. love that movie. I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love this movie, but I would also yeah, love that, yeah. that movie. Back in the boards, they trade more blows until neither can skate. And yeah, it just turns into a straight up brawl. They just turn Why it, did turns they into need a, the skateboards to begin with? For honor. <laughs> <laughs> For skateboarding honor. Um <sighs> Corey rips out the earring yeah. with the hair on it. Is that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. He uh. literally grabs it and pulls and pulls it out. And then Hook breaks Corey's arm with the handle yeah, of the flail. He fucked him up. Yeah, as the cops roll as the cops roll in. And Christy goes to run to Corey, but Monk pulls her away. And the locals collect their boy and, and they and they also they also bail. Yep. CNN, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey's got a broken arm. He yeah. can't skate now. Yeah. Complication may have ensued, but like in terms of those characters in their world, nothing changed. The cops did not try to arrest those children very no. well. They also like, look, they also there were so many of them and they weren't able to catch up with a yeah. single person. They also look like park rangers. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> they don't need to get involved. Interesting way to, to settle break, I mean, they probably have to break this shit up like every two, two or three weeks. Yeah. And really, <laughs> they just want them to stop gangs. doing it. <laughs> yeah. All these damn skateboarding gangs. Yeah. Remember the time it was between the breakers and the skateboarders? <laughs> oh, God. That was messy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The next day at the Winnie, Corey's got a, a cast on his arm and Chrissy comes over and Corey's pissed. With a little, well, she gives him a little, a little. Um, Macca's toy. Macca's toy. Yeah, yeah, it does look like a McDonald's toy. Yeah. 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 I feel like I have that Macca's toy. And, and he's on a little skateboard. Yeah. And she threatens going back to, to Indiana. He doesn't care. He can't race the downhill with a broken arm. But what is he can't mad? Can't you just use your good arm? What, can't you just he, use your good arm? Yeah. He's like mad at her for, for choosing for choosing her family, not but like, him. He was fighting I mean, also, her brother. Also, they've known each other for like what three days? Yeah, he was fighting maybe it's her brother. And after a week, he goes, "How dare it's you just, choose your brother over it's me?" Just to create some conflict. It's just to create some <laughs> conflict in the in the Have story. Have some perspective, man. Yeah. <laughs> They fight and she storms out and he runs after her. She drives away. <laughs> mm. um, so she has a car. No, it's Velvet's car. Oh, oh I was going to say. <laughs> and Dagger's HQ. Um, Hook is holding court with his boys playing air guitar. Oh, my God. What is, what is happening? That was either. It's just like they need business to come into a scene. It's like you can just cut to the scene. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was either them being way too aware of how fucking dumb they are. Yeah. 
Or it's like, so you guys are just going to be playing air guitar and then Chrissy will come in. It's like, just have You're Chrissy walk You're going to finish an air guitar solo and everyone in this room is going to clap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's just a little, it's a little weird. Oh, it was so good. It is, that is subtly the yeah. best part of the movie. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but where else are you going to get someone try and legitimately play off an air guitar solo no, in I a do movie? Not, I do not know. Like it's cool. <laughs> yeah, you just missed my performance. Mm. Chrissy wants Velvet Swoon to take her to the bus <laughs> station tomorrow. Uh, she's pissed with her brother. Hook sends Velvet Swoon to talk to her. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and everything you stand for. Um, Chrissy is packing and can't close her bag and because she's emotionally distraught and also because there's too much shit in it. Velvet uh, Swoon uh, has an electric cord in her trunk she can have. They talk. Um, she tr- tries to convince her to stay and to come to the downhill, but she just wants to go home. When she says electric cord, is she saying I've got a, like a power cord that you can wrap around? Oh, she elas- gets sorry, an sorry, strap sorry. out. Yeah, of, elas- yeah, elastic cord. Oh, okay. Elas- it's yeah, just me, just my brain saying the wrong word. It starts right. with an L. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's an it's yeah. We, in Australia, we would call that an oki strap. Yeah, hitting all the cultural <laughs> touches. Just an elastic there. cord. Yeah. At Velvet's car, swoon. Uh, Corey, <laughs> you <laughs> listen. If you, if you guys listen gonna, here, if you guys are gonna laugh every time I do my bit. <laughs> It's going to take a long time to do this podcast. She said she's been in a lot of scenes in the last yeah. five minutes. And yeah. it's just she's heavy in this scene too. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. Um, Corey <laughs> skates up and wants to talk to Chrissy and and Velvet, swoon, lies that she just dropped her off at the bus station. I mean, she's standing in the window. Yeah, she's yeah, clearly she visible. Looked. At the end of the scene, they do a zoom in from Velvet, swoon, <laughs> to Chrissy in the window. Yeah, if he just looked yeah. up he, at the house, would've, he would have seen lo- her. looking that exact he was, way. He's also looking in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking towards the house. That night, the ramp locals are drunk <laughs> at Tyler's house. Yep. Corey's all sad about Chrissy. Um, but he decides that he's going to ride the downhill anyway, so he can win and get the money to buy oh, uh, the money so that the ramp locals can build a new ramp. Yeah, everyone is trying really, really hard in this scene. The, the, the drunk acting is. Yeah, Hook and Chrissy are in Hook's van. We get some terrible ADR again to patch a hole because Hook is taking her to the bus stop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really because bad. He's her brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hook explains, uh, yeah, that he's just looking out for her. It's only because he cares, but she doesn't need a bodyguard. He drops her off and says and says goodbye. And then we get another montage of Corey trying to skate with this cast and he kind of sucks at it. Yeah. He it's, gets so upset. Okay. But there's like so many solutions he could have tried. So he taped his fingertips up and then a bit of the cast. That ain't going to work. If you have a glove on the other hand. To rebalance yourself. But like maybe like cut a bit of your other glove also, and put it over the okay. cast and tape that is, over the cast. Maybe this is my ignorance, but I don't think having your hand in the cast actually is going to stop you from balancing on a skateboard that much. No, because they need to from put being, it on the ground. You, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Because that's yeah. usually why it falls You, you off actually see him put his cast on the ground yeah, at one point yeah. when he's training okay, and it like I mean, grinds. That, that's, that's fair enough. But yeah, anyway, so it's intercut with Chrissy waking up the next day at the bus station. 
Hook mm. dropped her off in the middle of the night and she slept <laughs> at the bus station. Mm. Why didn't he drop her off in the morning? Mm. Yep. Because he's terrible, brother. Yeah. <laughs> didn't look at the yeah. bus timetable. She went, literally, you I, go? Like, I'll take I you double checked. I was like, well, maybe she'd already gotten on a bus and she was waiting to get on her next bus, like at a transfer. But it's like she goes up and buys a ticket from LA to Indiana. To Indiana. I did not even notice. Fuck. It's just one of those things that's just insane. He just it's didn't just have time in the morning. If well, he's, got, go. he's, got the, he's got the downhill. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Corey figures it out. He can do it. Nope. He eats shit again. Just as Chrissy passes on the bus in the background, on the freeway yeah. in the background. As he very dramatically on his knees looks so opposite. Yeah. yeah. His <laughs> training sucks. He's yeah. doing so little. On the on the bus. <laughs> also, he like falls off going like two like miles an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he's like, damn it, I'm so terrible at this. How is it's the, how is the cast affecting him at this point? Once again, it's Rocky chasing the chicken. Yeah. We need to see improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to see that he is training to get better at something. But we don't even see him get better. No, we don't. There's no, there's no catch in the chicken. We just see him bad and then it becomes a mystery whether or not he's figured it out. Yeah. yeah. On the bus, Sad Christy thinks about Corey uh, and pulls the skateboard necklace out of her purse. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets off the bus, crosses the street and starts heading back to LA. Yep. Hitchhiking with some old folks in a Winnebago. Thank and God. A, and a truck driver. Thank fucking God she's picked up by women at both of those times. Yeah, I think that's a deliberate choice. Yeah, thank, yeah. Like, like, I'm actually saying, like, like, thank God in movies she's picked up by women, like, because there is a questionable moment where she, like, pulls her leg out to try and attract someone. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and then don't, don't. And she's disappointed that it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, this is the golden age of serial killers in California yeah. picking up hitchhikers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the Dagger's house, Hook is uh, strapping on a spiked gauntlet with his boys. The Daggers are going to rule the LA massacre. Daggers! Daggers! <laughs> Eagles! I love that. Wait, wait, wait. In my, is my memory right? Is he sitting at the table, all these boys are behind him. Yeah. And he lifts up his studded glove. Gauntlet, yeah. Gauntlet. And goes... Daggers, and yep. then all the boys grab the gauntlet and go daggers with him. Kind of, yeah. Fuck, that's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and it's massacre day, yay! I always forget how long it is be- between the joust and and the massacre. There's like 10, 15 minutes of just like <sighs> wheel spinning nonsense. Dude, this movie was fun. Like I've I've perked up on this movie since we started, and like yeah, this movie is a lot of fun. But like I remember that. <laughs> pausing it at like 45 minutes in going like, fuck me, this is a long, a long way to go. Yeah, but it barely makes us run of time. Yeah. So the ramp locals aren't sure if Corey's even going to show up. Chrissy's still on her way back to LA. It's kind of intercut. I'm not going to name check every time we go back to Chrissy because it's yeah. it's, she's not really doing anything. She's just traveling. Um, the daggers arrive and they have a, a little bit of a face-off with the locals. Um, Tyler's competing, but Radley and Boz are headed to the finish line as Corey shows up. Because uh, he's going to get Hook. He doesn't even care if he wins anymore. <laughs> there are dead set dudes that are lining up. There are dead set dudes that are lining up uh, in the next shot with proper, almost yeah. modern downhill boards. Yeah. And you're like, these guys are going to fucking clean up. Like, so why would they even be here? There's such a mixture of, like, a different people, da- yeah. people in, like... So there's one kid lycra. in a in a cowboy hat. There's, yeah. there's people in lycra. There's people in jeans and t-shirts. There's people wearing helmets. There's people not wearing helmets. Mm. It's just like just everybody is at like, this thing. There is a guy with like a proper downhill longboard, yeah. and I didn't think they were invented well, by they this time. 
didn't really. The thing about it is, is that this movie uses a, a downhill race as its ending, and downhill races didn't fucking exist in skateboarding at this time. This period. period Do time. you mean in world or no? They did not exist. Like there is no such thing as a downhill race ah. in skateboarding at this time. This movie influenced the creation of speedboarding. Wow. Right. So people started doing this shit after this movie came out. Hectic. So there are there are like still there are actual downhill races that are like this that are yeah. just dudes going down going downhill um, that were inspired Fuck, by I, inspired I love, by this movie I and then it love also, watching downhill races and then it also became an, an individual sport that we think of when we think about speedboarding which is those like longer board longboard yeah. kind of style things how good are those um, videos this, of like people going exist. around bends with trucks and shit <laughs> I love yeah, that it's yeah. fucking I love all that stuff I I watch that stuff on YouTube like I, yeah I, I get lost in a couple holes yeah totally the massacre is 20 miles long and the pa explains how it's going to work and how dangerous it is and there's a lot of races there's lots of there's lots of people so many yeah it's great hook and Corey spot each other at the <laughs> yeah, start line we get a really cool little thing there hook does his little like fist pump yeah hey webster and then gives and then, him a fist and then Corey gives him the gives him the finger yeah puts up his fist back all taped up and then just at gives the last the moment finger. goes fuck you <laughs> and then we are at the downhill we've made it to the LA massacre uh, people fall over just like right away straight yep. away some yep. of these people just do not know how to skate yep. some of them fall off very unrealistically like yeah. I am just going there's to step of, off my board there's now a lot <laughs> of like, there's a lot of like goofy stunt falling off yeah. like that doesn't doesn't work but there's also some legit like yeah. actual people, yeah. like people getting getting Done. I feel like some of them are like people who know how to skate and know how to fall off a ball convincingly and other people are people who don't necessarily know yeah. how to skate very well. well they just go, I'll just stand over. Which you would get a blend of those people yeah. in a competition. Yeah. But like there is a point where our blonde guy absolutely fucking murks the dude off his board. Yeah. Well, we're going to go blow by blow through all of this. All so right, we'll talk, Matt. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this generally. We're going to go all the way to all the way through this. <laughs> yeah, man. You know how I like to be detail oriented. So yeah, they're racing on a fairly narrow road um, that has a bunch of like switchbacks and stuff and mm-hmm. a not insignificant fall down the side. There is literally a guy that falls off and slides down an embankment like yeah. very, very early on. And it's like, there's a lot of stuff that, okay. So act, uh, I've seen interviews with some of the actors, not the main actors, but other, other skateboarders talking about the fact that this was fucking wild. Like they just, we'll just send everybody down and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so there's legit accident, accidents that happened during right. the making this. People got hurt fucking all over the place. <laughs> and then there is the stuff that looks a little fake because they staged, they staged a bunch of stuff with the like real actors and, and also with some just some stunties, Key extras, stunties and yeah. people, bits and pieces. But they did a lot of this for real. Early on, Hook is kind of towards the front of the pack as Corey's kind of making his way through the back and for the sections of this it is actually them which is kind of cool there's tons of double work like there's, Obviously, stuff, yeah. there's stuff later where the stuff later where you see face clearly see the face <laughs> yeah. of hook and it's not hook it's just yeah. hooks, hooks double we get a bunch of like cool skateboarding pov shots that really kind of sell the, the sell the speed again yeah. a, a literally just a film camera strapped to a skateboard going down this hill there are also definitely some shots that are pretty much flatland and going quite slow <laughs> we will talk about those <laughs> um yeah we get a series of um stacked shots of kids fl- kind of flipping over the camera, just pointing up at the sky. Yeah. Um, and then a shot of a paramedic treating a skater that is real. Oh, right. That, real, real, that guy really fucked himself up. With that a is, leg in the box. The guy smoking a cigarette as the paramedics are working <laughs> yeah. on him. That is just a real dude that got hurt Mad. and they just put a camera on it. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Um, that's that, I mean, that's what you fucking do in that situation, yeah, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Free production pilot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes, Kira. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruthless. <laughs> yeah. Hook pushes a dude off the road and he gets flipped over some hay bales, which is kind of cool. Have you guys ever wanted to like fully just do that? Yes. Flip over yeah. a hay bale? Like, not like, <laughs> but like a full speed stack. Like yes. actually be strapped up, actually have something safe that you can crash into and a full speed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've definitely done like dumb things when I was little. Like, like there was a period Skate of- down a hill and jump into a bush. Yes. But like I wanted to like hit hay I bales. Mean, swing off a, like a, a tree swing. And jump off the end of it into fucking Lantana. Yeah, Lantana is surprisingly soft. Because it's a soft landing until yeah. it scratches the shit out of you yeah. as you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. Did you not realize it was going to scratch you? Yeah, but you just wear like layers and hope that it's it like, hope that it's, it's like, gonna I'm going to okay. fall on something. Lantana seems like a good option. Yeah, we used to do that. Yeah, dude, same. There was a tree swing. There was a tree swing <laughs> on the edge of a like a like a, a like a hill and embankment, so it sloped down, and the entire slope was covered in lantana. I can take you to the spot, dude. I remember like, when you we used to swing. We used to swing and then jump and then jump off the end and into the lantana. Yeah. Dude, I remember when you were talking about how you had like a reserve in your backyard, like yeah, your yeah. backyard. Uh, well, over the back fence, yeah. Yeah, just dude, we had the exact same fucking upbringing. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then it starts getting really kind of fucking gnarly speed wise. Like they are going real fast. There's a helicopter shot that shows how like the curve of the road and stuff. Yeah. And there's a bunch and a bunch of shots where like they're going really fucking You know the far, road that fast. they show with all the like switchbacks and all that. Mm. Do you reckon that's the road that they're actually going down? Yes, it is. Really? Absolutely. That is fucking hectic. Yeah, that gets launched into a tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That made me have like flashbacks of like, as I was just saying, when you would skate and randomly jump into things because it was funny. Yeah. The stories you would hear of like, oh, a kid did that and got his lung punctured one time. Riding trolleys down hills. Yeah. Find, oh, a, find a trolley. Put a kid, Riding bins down hills. Get in a trolley. Oh, my have God. Have your mate push you down a hill. Hit a curb. Just flip in the yeah. trolley. Yeah. Tuck your head so that your head don't get Trolleys hit. fuck you up. Yeah. I've never gone down a hill on a trolley, but I've a bin gone, fucked me up one time. On, on many trolleys. <laughs> Um, put down a hill in a bin because you put the wheels, wheels down first. and it kind of grinds down the plastic like in with our Australian like bins it works yeah. yeah so the wheels oh, okay, keep see. you going but like because it it's up, plastic just it grinds stand. down yeah no like yeah. down yeah. wheels <laughs> right. first yep. so you got to kind of ride it on the top you run and then jump on it right yeah, yeah. Um, Corey is catching up to Hook and then Monk slings Hook forward and tries to stop uh, Corey but Corey knocks him off the off the road, yeah, and all the close up stuff in this section that's really the actors is so much slower. <laughs> yeah, clearly on a flat piece of the same <laughs> the same hill area compared to when it's their doubles. Where's the point where our blonde uh, kid happened, like melts into yeah, a wall? It happened, it happened. It happens actually quite early on. Yeah, yeah. Tyler pushes a guy and he goes into because it looked like that had some into, force behind it. Yeah, he goes into like a uh, like an embankment. Yeah. Uh, with the dirt embankment and kind of bounces bounces off. Yeah. yeah, it was earlier. I did have a note, but I skipped past it in the good, in the in the significant mass of yeah. notes that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Hook and Corey are kind of neck and neck in the front. And this section's fucking awesome. It's this like synchronized is, dancing. It's yeah, so it's cool. Good. So they're sliding around corners. 
these tight switch bank corners. It's not repeated shots, but it's the same. No, it's different sections. It's kind of isn't it? it's it's no. There's different. There's different sections. I thought it was same corners, maybe but they did it a couple of corner. times. I think maybe we see the same corner twice. Yeah. Um. But they're putting their hands down on the ground. Yeah. And sliding dope. around these corners, yeah. synchronized, passing each other. Yeah. And being really close to each other, like this is like fucking. This is the greatest. I yeah, think there so was cool. a point where they like came up against each other and then like smiled at each other like not they do it with the actors in close up and they're clearly on a rig ah okay they're clearly on the back of a vehicle oh fuck okay yeah so and yeah. they smile I, at each other. Yeah, although well, they kind of like messing with it, they're grabbing it. At yeah, it's kind of right. like yeah, like it's not like fuck you, but it's also not like hey, we're friends. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they they swap the lead backwards and forwards a couple of times, and Chrissy finally arrives at the kind of finish line and finds the the ramp locals, little Stevie and Radley. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with Radley? Radley, it's like Scradley or Boo Radley. Like I just nah. okay. Yeah, um, Hook tries to grab Corey and they slide around the last turn with Hook in front, but he overcommits to the to the corner and wipes out, uh, like, just flying over and down. Yeah, and yeah that was nice. The locals uh, at the finish line cheer like they saw it, but there's no way that they saw <laughs> it. So they cheered like they knew who the villain was? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a cop at the finish line with a radar gun who clocks <laughs> Corey at 63 miles per hour. Which is 101 <laughs> kilometers an hour for the metric. What? Kids. Yeah. Such a good decision to have um, that there. And there's a ramp. That is so fast. There's a there's a ramp that he jumps over to get to the to the. Yeah, first that's line. fantastic. Yeah. And then I love the the spatial uh, uh, layout there. So he jumps over the ramp, disappears out the shot. People rush like forward and then he comes back in the, the like wrong direction yeah. <laughs> like he didn't have to like stop any speed or anything. Do you guys notice the sign that's hanging over the top of the ramp? No. I noticed there was one I didn't see what the it said. The ramp's called the Widowmaker. maker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Co- no. Corey wins um, Well he's the only one that finishes so many people well, started Tyler, their drinks. Tyler does rock up, so I imagine Tyler made, Tyler made yeah, it. Yeah, Tyler rocks up and basically goes. Also, Tyler doesn't really play much of a role in the race at all. Like he's there at the beginning, he pushes yeah, that guy, and like then I he said, just kind of disappears. Like I said, he kind of did die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the lo- the ramp locals lift him up. They got the money for their new ramp. Sam welcomes him to uh, smash skates. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, and he spots Chrissy <laughs> in the crowd. He can't believe she's there. They make up. And then Hook comes over. And he's suddenly a nice guy. Yeah, he basically goes, great race. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Because they <laughs> because they w- did battle together yeah, and he saw how yeah. hardcore Corey is. Hey, Webster. Man, that was insane. Chrissy, I'm really glad to see you're back. Your boyfriend here is a lunatic. Good race. Um, and, and everything works out. Honestly, arm. did we yeah. want the Romeo and Juliet ending? Do we want them to do want Chrissy and Chrissy and Corey uh, kill themselves in the Winnebago? <laughs> I just got real dark inside my own head. I was like, maybe we did and we didn't know. Maybe he died on on the, in <laughs> the race and she died hitchhiking. We get the we get the <laughs> we happy ending. Uh, Chrissy and Corey uh, make out aggressively and we roll credits and that is the end of thrashing. Yeah, I did like the end of respect between the two that there was. That kind of a. I always love that. Yeah. Even if it's fucking hamstrung, like, and it just makes no sense, I fucking love that. Something about the sportsmanship. Yeah, it's a good time. 
This movie is a fucking great time. Mm. It is. It really, really is. Mm. Trailer after the movie. Yep. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> my God. What the fuck was that it? That was a very strange What trailer. was it called? Dutch Treat. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, from Holland, the Dolly Dots. Five beautiful girls. The Dolly Dots. The hottest rock group in Europe. What am I going to do? for their big break in American rock and roll. It's five of them, Jerry. You think they can keep us out of trouble? Until two hard luck scammers. I don't think they'll have anything to do with anyone like you. Oh, yeah? Pose as big time record executives. It's a pleasure meeting the man who discovered the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones? Sure, you know, like Mick, Keith, Brian. Those Rolling Stones. They said they would do anything to help the girls get started. This is traditional music. Come on! By taking the act on the road. What if somebody asks me to dance? No one's gonna ask you to dance. Dance? Hey, I really hope to see you again someday. Sure you will. And if you ever get to L.A., look us up. Hello? Capitol Records? I'm going to prison! Performing for the Jet Set Hollywood crowd. You look like a real friendly audience. No kidding. The music world is ready for the Dolly Dots. Wait a minute. This is a mistake. But is the real world ready for Norm and Jerry in Dutch Treat? Starring the European rock sensation, the Dolly Dots. Comedy team of Lauren Dreyfus and David Landsberg. They're dying to meet you. How's my hair? Uh, missing. Dutch Treat, directed by Boaz Davidson. And that's a real Ooh. band. That's a that. real. That is a real band called the Dolly Ducks. Dolly yep. Dots. Dolly, Dolly Dots. Dots. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, it's from the good people at Canon Films, who we will be talking about often on this podcast. <laughs> where I will delve into Canon Films. In when we watch our first huh. canon film, and we will have a great time. Was this meant to be a vehicle for that band to get famous? Uh, it's so it's two comedians. I heard of one of them. I'd never heard of either of them. The and name yes. rings so a bell. So it's like meant to be a star vehicle for the comedians. The comedians wrote the movie as well. The two guys that star in it uh, wrote the yeah. movie, and then yeah, for the and then try to. I think it's designed to try to get the band to break in America. Yeah, right. I didn't know anything about this movie. Right. Yeah. So from Wikipedia. <laughs> The story description. And remember (laughs) how well that worked out for elves. Yeah. I have to read part of the plot summary. Jerry Morgan appears in court to answer for more than 250 parking violations that were actually committed by his friend Norm with Jerry's car. On Norm's advice, Jerry pleads guilty to receive a minor penalty, but ends up in jail for several weeks. After his release, Jerry learns that Norm has sublet his apartment and that his girlfriend has dumped him. As the two are short on money... Wait, wait. Norm has the idea to hire a ship to Holland and to perform as knife throwers. Things go terribly wrong and they kill two of the ship's servants. What? What is happening? Wait, wait. They are taken into police custody when arriving in Amsterdam, where they are ordered to return to America on a cargo ship three days later. They have time to visit the sites in the city, and they meet the talented female band, the Dolly Dots. Norm poses as an employee of Jerry, who introduces him as the boss of Capitol Records. They offer the women that in case they ever visit LA, they'll be welcome anytime. Of course, the Dolly Dots come to LA, and hijinks ensue. 
What the what fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? How do you have time for all of that in one movie? Seriously. Th- this that is, is a- six movies. And they 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 kill two people? <laughs> <laughs> This sounds like a light, fun romp. They kill two people. That's oh part of the plot God. of this movie. That's the beginning. I don't understand how how this. What? <laughs> yeah, I'd never what? heard. Of, I've never heard of this movie. I don't want to see this movie. Neither. I'm, I'm good. I can live without the. Uh, I mean, I definitely dots. watch it for the pod, but still. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the Dolly Dots were a real Dutch. Uh, group and I, yeah, I think it was designed so that they would break big in America. I don't Design. think that, that worked out for them. No, I, my I, guess. I do not believe so. Uh, coming back to thrashing, an appropriate <laughs> age to have watched this motion picture experience. Oh, you first. Ah, uh, um. I mean, it's, it's it's rated M in Australia. That seems so. It would harsh. be it would be because they're skating. It'd be, it'd be PG in the United States. There's no there's no real violence. There's no yeah. swearing. There's no nudity really. I mean, we see Corey's abs a lot. Yeah. Thank God. I think it should definitely be a PG movie, not a M movie, but okay. There is this um, is this is a modern day like G movie. Yeah. Seven? Would probably be like a movie that they'd be into kind of thing. Any like Younger would be kids. fine. Yeah, it's a Yeah. Younger would be absolutely this fine, is but a I kids feel like movie. seven. It's. I think it's aimed at teenagers. Yeah, I think but it's aimed this at, is a kids movie. Like, yeah, basically. These yeah. days, like it, everything is so gentle in this movie. Even the fighting is. It's a kids movie. But yeah, I think it's aimed at like teenagers. But I think it. I think at seven, you're dreaming of being a cool skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I. I think that I was probably fourteen or fifteen when I found this movie. Yeah. So I didn't sense. find this movie in the eighties. I found it in a video store, going to a video store when I was a teenager yeah. to find things to rent, and then being obsessed with it. Because Where was, was this in the, in the uh, Cheryl and Fenn discography? Uh so it's obviously it's obviously later because I was no. already a, a teenager. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, right. In your history, in my, it, in it my was, history, it's around the same time. Yeah. And I would have been excited. Uh, yeah, I was excited that Cheryl and Fenn. I didn't. I mean, I don't think she's on the cover. Uh, no, she's, she's on the not. back. Is she on the back? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there is. But I don't think I would even necessarily recognize her from the thing. So I didn't rent I it didn't because it had it. Cheryl and Fenn in it. I rented it because it was an eighties skateboarding movie. Yeah, for sure. And then Cheryl and Fenn was in it, and you know that's no. Did you time. know who Josh Brolin was at this time? Yeah, from Goonies. He's the guy from Goonies. Oh, of course, right? of course, he's of course, of course, of course, from, of course. It was exciting to watch another movie where he was a teenager because by then he was making like the Mod Squad movie with Claire Danes. Yeah. Right. Would you watch this movie again if you're in free will? Absolutely. Can we watch it tomorrow? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would. I think I'm watching it by myself for the majority was taxing, but that's because I didn't have anyone to really like share in the goofiness and silliness of it. I think it, uh, much like we talked about last week with The Gate, I think it's a movie that you enjoy with company. Yeah. This is a movie that I found in a video store and then introduced to all my friends. Like, I, this is a movie I made everybody watch. I feel like <laughs> this movie is more fun to watch knowing what happens and seeing people's reactions. And anticipating, like, the reaction to lines. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100p. Uh, rating for Thrashing. That's a tough one for me. The way that we rate movies is, one, I hated this movie. Two, I did not like this movie. Two and a half, this movie was fine. Three, I liked this movie. Four, I loved this movie. Five, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Hmm. I think I know what I'm going to do, but I want to know. I feel like I want to give it a three, but I don't know what else I gave a three. I feel like this wavers between a 2.5 and a three for me. You gave the the gate a 2.5. I did? Okay. 
What's what's three again? I liked this movie. Three. I think a solid three. This is a high three, actually. Right. Because I, I like this movie a little bit more than just like, yeah, I liked it. Cool. Yeah. Kira? 4.5. Whoa. Yeah, Kira loves this movie. Yeah. Whoa. That is wild. That How is it so entertaining for you? I just love this movie. I love Josh Brolin in this movie. Love the I whole love, scene. I, the skateboarding is fun. I love skateboarding movies. Like yeah. I can't do anything like any of these things. I can roller skate. Can't yeah. even ride a bike. But it's very impressive <laughs> watching other people do these things. And, I'll, I'll teach you one day. It's, and it's a lot pretty of the, easy. A lot of the other, um, like a lot of the kids remind me of a Little Kian, which is always fun. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that me and Kian have a lot of fun <laughs> watching together. So there's that that element to it. And it's just fun. It's a fun movie. So Fair enough. It's I mean, not, it it's is not awesome. one of my favourite movies of all time, so it's not a five. But I, like, I love this movie enough to give it more than just I love this movie, so I'm going to yeah. give it a 4.5. The reason why it doesn't get up there for me, I feel that it is a good movie, but there's no – it's not It's not a great movie. It's not so well made that it's amazing and it's not as insane as it could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if it was a little bit more insane, it would be higher up. Yeah, I mean, I don't love this movie because it's really well made or because yeah. it's in ridiculously Not insane. I just have. But you have that have, fun element to it. Yeah. I feel like for me, if there was like ninety percent of the movie was more jousting, yeah. like I could probably like put it up to a four point five. Yeah, I think it's also the the circumstances of being introduced to this with Kian and having yeah. fun watching it with him. Yeah, obviously taints my ability to love this movie. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, there's a reason why I was like, thrashing, we have to pick thrashing. Yeah, 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 of course. So. Straight five. Nice. Yes. Yeah, of it's course. one of my favorite movies ever. I yes. just love it. <laughs> it just, it's just a five for me. Where does this sit for you versus Roller Boys, Kia? I don't, I, I would have to rewatch Roller Boys is the problem. Mm. I, I've watched Thrashing a bunch of times. I've watched Roller Boys like once. Yeah, okay. So, so Thrashing takes yeah, it takes probably. It, yeah. yeah. Like we legitimately watch this at least once a year. Like this <laughs> yeah. is part of our, it's part of the collection of movies that are an ongoing part of my life. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm still mad at you that we didn't get to watch Roller Boys. <laughs> But I was always, if I could only have one, I was always going to go thrashing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Next week. Choices. The way that we pick movies is that Kira and Brody alternate taking turns from three choices that I prepared from the store. This week is Brody's pick. Woo! After Kira picked thrashing. <laughs> if a movie remains unpicked for three times, it's struck out and taken off the list. Although I can bring it back at a later date of my choosing. So far, I've never brought anything back. I know. It's very upsetting. But we're still only uh, however many episodes in. So yeah. we're still, yeah. we've still got time. Um, still on the list from last week. Uh, the movies you put on the list because you knew I was never going to pick anything other than thrashing. Correct. <laughs> we have... Highlander with one strike. Mm. The Toxic Avenger with one strike. The Toxic Avenger. And this week's new pick. Mm. Oh, I, made, I made this real hard for you just so that you're aware. But I feel like I already know what I'm going to choose, so you should make it hard. Okay, cool, cool. I am adding to the list for its first appearance our first canon film. Mm. I am adding Michael Dudikoff in... American Ninja. Oh, oh fuck. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this cover looks so fucking good. So to set the scene, we have the backdrop of the American Stars and Stripes 
And then we have a clearly like hooded up stereotypical ninja parrying a blow from a commando looking, holding another katana. And it is American ninja. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. What is this? It's American ninja. Oh, this is so bad. Look at this. Oh. This so right. feels like your jam, doesn't it? Okay. So just to give you a little context, this movie is absolutely a, like a fucking cult classic. Really? Yes. I, I'm sure I've heard of American Ninja. I'm sure of it. I've seen this, yes? You never made it all the way through. Oh. I yeah. feel like I've heard I've of I've tried to show you this movie. Too. I've tried to show you this movie several times okay. and you have never made it past the first half hour. Wow, that's telling. Usually, Because I didn't like it or because no, I wanted to go to bed? Because you wanted to go to bed. Okay. Opposing that is Toxic Avenger, which I know is like a bit of, it's a trauma movie. It's a trauma movie. Yeah. It's a bit of a uh, tip flick um, and it's a kind of parody of the Hulk um, I have heard also a notorious cult movie. Yes, I've heard a lot about the Toxic Avenger. Now, Highlander is one of those movies where I'm pretty sure I have seen it, but I could also not have seen it. Um, and I really want to. And Highlander is a again, it's a well, it's not. It's, it's not, not really even a cult, a cult classic. It's not a cult movie. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic of, of action of action cinema, and led to many sequels and a t- and a TV show, two TV shows, and yeah, yeah. I it's in widescreen. I, it's also <laughs> our VHS copy is also in wide. Would you choose this if I chose that? I'm more likely to choose Highland. I'm probably not going to choose Toxic Avenger. So if I don't choose Toxic Avenger, it goes. It, it definitely goes. Yeah. If Why I, if would you I, choose if I, if I, it? Well, it just doesn't interest me, especially when you've got like American Ninja, which is, sounds interesting, Highlander, which might be interesting. You know what trauma movies are, yeah? Something else on. Yeah, it just doesn't interest me. It's just trashier than than her fair. So yeah, if you want to game the system, you're going to have to pick Toxic Avenger this week because you're not going to get another shot at it because I've already not picked it once. Oh, that it's two strikes, both Highlander and, and Toxic Avenger. So cold. So well, it's just it's the same thing that happened to me with Roller Boys. I only got one shot at it. But how likely are you going to choose Highlander over what comes next week? How warm are you on Highlander? I'm curious about Highlander because I've heard a lot about it, and you guys have talked about it on the pod. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about it. You've seen Highlander, and apparently I've seen it and totally forgotten that I've seen Highlander. Really? It's got Sean Connery in it. Oh. He plays a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll talk about what he plays if we watch it. Because it's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. Of the two, I'm. Fuck all, it. Um, Fuck it. I really want to see Toxic Avenger, but it will come back, and I don't. I don't even care right now. I want. I want Highlander. I've been wanting to watch Highlander for fucking years, and like, I legitimately don't know if I've seen it because, like, I've been meaning to. Watch it, rewatch it. I don't know, but I've never gotten around to it. So we're fucking doing Highlander. Done. Cool. <laughs> I'm down. I love the um, as the kids would say, these are all bangers. Yeah, like, I love all three of these movies. There's not a bad choice in here. Yeah, so this I'm is excited why, like, to talk about any of. These I feel movies. like we should game the system because they're all going to be bangers. So we should just knock these three out. Like he's being kind to us. 
I have stuck with that. I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> like we should go Highlander, Toxic Avenger, and American Ninja. Yeah, but it's just that you've already figured out that that's not what's going to happen. I'm not going to pick Toxic Avenger. If you want to game the system, you have to do it the other way around. <sighs> I want to watch Highlander. I understand. <laughs> I just, I just, your point was invalid. That's all. Because <laughs> we've already had this conversation. Okay, okay, okay. So don't listen to us next week when we talk about Highlander, directed by Russell Mulcahy, who went to my high school. Oh, I'm so keen. It's going to be a good bad time. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Weird Kid Video. And TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah, you can if you want. Don't we, how, what are we doing on TikTok at the moment? Not a lot recently. But Should we do I've... a dance in the studio for the TikTok kids? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. Definitely not. No, no, we just post... Parts of the movies with us talking over the top of them okay. like a normal person. No one person. wants to see what we look We're like. We're not dancing. <laughs> I reckon I could do a TikTok dance. Well, you go right ahead and you send it to me and I'll put it up on our TikTok. Okay, good. <laughs> don't like, don't subscribe, don't listen to us, make better choices. And scene. <laughs> Thrash bash. That's <laughs> <laughs> no business with it. <laughs>